Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Music, talk, inspiration, in perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM 
626. Welcome to Wednesday. The 9th of November 2022. Bonjour, buenos dias. Good morning. My name is Nathan Kwak. I'm singing for Bernard Avlet. It's such an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. You're welcome, have a seat, and let's have breakfast. Join us on the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS, and you are listening to us all around the world on CityNewsroom.com. Sounds of Elder Mereku kicking us off on a Wednesday morning. Start off with our business sense. Business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB's got the payday plus. If you're a salaried worker and your salary goes through ADB, this is just for you. The payday plus is there to help you solve pressing matters that arise just before payday. You can access up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. If you are interested in all of this, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly are great and more. Now, former U.S. President Dwight Eisenhower says the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity without it no real success is possible no matter whether it is on a section gang a football field in an army or in an office the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity so what lies at the heart of leadership is integrity it doesn't matter whether you are leading a group of five 10, 15, 20, whether it's a football team, whether it's your office, whether it's an organization, or even a bunch of boys, boys. If you don't have integrity, you cannot lead. So as we go about our daily business, let us learn to build integrity because it's the only currency leaders have. If you have integrity, you can lead. People can trust you. People can hang on your word. And people will be willing to rally around a common idea or a vision you share with them. That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly a Greek and more. What comes up next? The newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. For the hashtag CityCBS.
Just a mic. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. What are you? I'm your brother, my friend, my son, Paul. What are you, Brian? Newsupired you is on and is live on the City Breakfast Show. And it's brought to us by Fidelity Bank. Fidelity Bank has got the Sikaboom promo just for you. Now, if you want to win a hundred thousand CDs, let me give you the trick. Just go to any Fidelity Bank branch, deposit and maintain three hundred CDs in your account between now and the end of the promo period, which is February twenty twenty three, and you could walk away with a hundred thousand CDs in the grand draw. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And Total Energy is also bringing us the newspaper review now. Your marketing company of choice has been adjudged the Petroleum Company of the Year three times by the CIMG and it's now been inducted into the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. Now, Total Energies is dedicating these awards to their valued customers and they are thanking them for their trust and loyalty to the Total Energies brand. As a multi-energy company, we'll continue to deliver exciting and innovative products and services that meet the needs and expectations of our cherished customers. And the newspaper review is also brought to us by Kelchako Toothpaste. Kelchako Toothpaste, happy smile. Let me welcome Kokui and Gottfred. Hi, 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 hi. Good hi. morning. Hi. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. Today, today, I, I, I want to focus on Reverend Father Emmanuel Abekwe. Yes. Okay. He's a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he said everything I've ever wanted to say about Galamse. Wow. Mm. Yes. Okay. Reverend Father Abiquay. Yes. Hmm. He says credibility mm-hmm. is the missing link mm. in Galamse fight. Right. The fight that we have lost. Mm. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah, we've given up. That's what mm. the fight is. We are still pushing. But I mean, when I say we, I mean the state. The state has given up. They won't tell you hey. that they've given up. You know. So I, I will share that with you, but I just wanted to highlight the Reverend Father Emmanuel Abekwe. I agree with you. Mm. Um, there's never been credibility. Mm. 
Credibility. Yes. Interesting. And I'll tell you more okay. when we get into details. But on the front page of the Daily Graphic, mm-hmm. discussing COP27 as always, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Ghana receives climate change grants. <laughs> Three million. Three million dollar to help cut oh. emissions in forestry sector. Okay? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. World, World Bank has given us three million to help cut ah, emissions okay. in forestry sector. Thank you, World Bank. Okay. Investigate alleged bribery of MPs occupy Ghana petitions OSP uh, on the strike front. Labor Ministry drags three teacher unions before Labor Commission. Okay, on the front page of the Ghanaian Times, redeem $100 million annual pledge president demands from rich countries. Also, we're alarmed by unprecedented economic meltdown, says the minority. The lands minister and the U.S. Special Envoy for Climate to co-chair FCLP. We'll tell you what FCLP is in a bit. The NLC is to mediate the impasse between government and teacher unions. And GetFund has completed 2,259 projects since 2017, Nationwide. Front page of the Republic Press rift opens in NPP as MP threatens Oforiata. Uh, Beige boss gets 200 million Ghana City bail in 1.2 billion Ghana City theft case. Occupy Ghana story makes it to the front page of the paper as well. Leave 4K Ghana City for your casket before you die. Mm-hmm. Family head to members. Mm. I, this is my first story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, on the new publisher front page, Beige Boss gets 200 million Ghana cities bail, as you said, and pleads not guilty to theft and money laundering. Also, Occupy Ghana asked the OSP to unveil Majority Leader's businessman, the businessman who allegedly came mm-hmm. to Parliament to try and talk to nice some team. MPs. Yes. Yeah. Government denies training mercenaries at Jubilee House and Phoenix murder. Bulldog sues Shatawale. Front page of the Herald newspaper says a free anchor's chances boasted ahead of NDC General Secretary campaign launch. Ophoria tried to deliver 2023 budget statement to empty chamber angry NPP MP charges and uh, he also says Asante and Evers must end mistrust, mm. hatred and hostility. Tomb for siege to advocates at Hogbear. I'll go to the Chronicle, but on the back page of the new publisher is uh, the latest, um, should we say, investigative piece <laughs> by Anas Remy Anas is advertised here. Now, it's in collaboration with Star Ghana Foundation and Citizens Coalition, and it's called Galamse Economy. And it's going to be premiering on the 14th and 15th of this month at the conference center. So all this Galamse talk, Anas is also releasing what he has found in all of that. So if you want to check it out, then we'll tell you about that. The Chronicle front page, Nitiwul goes gaga over minorities' crocodile tears. You torpedoed E-Levy and now preaching Sri Lanka. Also, government should take charge of importation and pricing of petroleum products. The president pledges to work with others to halt climate change. Pressure on Ikufuado to reduce size of government. And First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Front page of the Daily Analyst newspaper, of course, uh, deals with the... Uh Occupy Ghana petition to probe the so-called businessman. Uh, police inspector arrested for reckless driving. Climate change also makes it to the front page, COP27. And the president's uh, demand mm. for the redemption of that $100 billion pledge. Mm. All right. The Ghanaian publisher, Baumia Flores Mahama, 
UK research, okay. President Kufuado charges wealthy nations to redeem $100 billion climate pledge. Government is not training mercenaries, Defense Minister rubbishes report. And Kufuado under pressure to cut government size as economy bites hard. Finally, from me, the front page of the Inquisitor newspaper, Operation Get Ken Out, emotional blackmail at work. On the Cocoa Bot trial, step down. Dr. Puniti retired Justice Honyanuga. The new crusading guide front page. It's official. Alas, out with Galamse economy. Deep secrets that would leave you in awe. Also, pressure piles on president to downsize government. Um, the, the Muhammad slumps against Baumia in latest poll. Ghana Gas denies giving Elimbele DCE 8 million Ghana cities for personal use. And reduced prices on December 21st to help boost patronage. And this is coming from a Made in Ghana ambassador. I see. And I have one more, sorry. Okay. The Finder newspaper. Redeem $100 billion yearly pledge to fight the scourge of climate change. The president is speaking at COP27. MPs put president in a fix as public mounts pressure to downsize government. 51% of Ghanaians trust Dr. Baumia to be a better president against 42% for Mahama, according to some UK research. And calm returns to Valco. Restoration of full operations underway. Okay, if you go online, citynewsroom.com says states to open case on Aisha Huang today. Mm-hmm. So that's there. Or in Kwabibrim, low cocoa proceeds pushing us to offer farmlands for Galamse. That's coming from the farmers there. Banking crisis will prosecute to recover all monies. That's according to the Deputy Attorney General. And NLC invites striking teachers to meeting, urges them to suspend strike. So those are some of the stories on citynewsroom.com. Plus, former President John Kufour denies forfeiting six months salary. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, Ghana Standards Authority to help cut down on importation. So that's uh, um, another one there. Uh, manufacturers call on the government to actively purchase made in Ghana goods and ride-hailing app drivers call for fares to correspond with fuel price Hikes. If you go to myjoyonline.com, they say Kenel Damwa drags OSP to court once La Bianca report squashed. Okay. Mm. The Ghana Medical Association says pegging our salaries against dollar, not an immediate demand. An NLC to meet government teacher unions over strike against new GS boss. And they also have the family heads warning to the family members leave 4K for your caskets before you die. Mm. Okay. And on a sporting front, oh Lord, Joseph Pencil dropped from Black Stars Finals. Oh. The Black Stars squad, I've had so much fun just watching people go absolutely ape over it. But anyway, later on. Um, Star FM on starfm.com.gh. Suspend strike, appear before the commission. NLC invites striking teachers. Oforata lied to parliament on FSHS. He must go. Dr. Apak is speaking. And on the Beige Bank case, Mike Ninaku pleads not guilty, granted 200 million CD bill, and police inspector arrested for inconsiderate driving in Accra. Interesting. Mm. And if you go international, the BBC's homepage, they've got a live ticker from the United States, says Democrats gain crucial Senate seat in fierce battle for Congress, and UK minister resigns after bullying claims. And this is Sir Gavin Williamson, um, that's uh, he's the minister who has uh, resigned, according to reports from the UK. All right, let's uh, get into the papers. Where do you want to begin? Galamse? Well, I'm starting from Galamse, yes, and then I'll get to climate. I'll get to climate uh, change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from that angle. So, 
Like I said, the opinion piece uh, in the daily graphic from Reverend Father uh, Abekwe on page 36 uh, says that credibility missing link in Gallam say fight. And basically, he goes to, uh, let me go to the point where he says, he says, why we have failed in fight. He says, uh, we have, will, rather, we have woefully, we have failed woefully in our efforts to deal with the threat posed by Galamse, despite all the workshops, talk shops, and committees and task forces set up to deal with that phenomenon. The question then is, why have we failed? My response mm-hmm. is simply that we lack moral credibility in our crusade against Galamse. Ontology makes us understand that for any message or communication to be credible, not only must the communication itself be credible, the messenger or communicator must likewise be credible. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, thus far, the messengers of the Galamse message, in particular, the two leading parties in Ghana, namely the NDC and the NPP, but also other stakeholders, have all proved themselves not credible in the Galamse fight. He then goes on to outline why credibility is key and on the religious front too he thinks that we are failing the credibility test because if most Ghanaians profess to be religious which is 71% Christian, 17% Muslims, 5% ATR and all these religions view the land as sacred and humans as stewards, then our wanton destruction of the land through Galamse only shows our failure in appreciating that ecological care is an essential, is, is an essential part of our religions. Mm. Okay. Well, so speaking of, well, yeah, speaking of Galamsey, yeah, um, Asha Huang is in court. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the, the state is expected to open its case today. Now, this will begin with the testimony of its first witness. So, Asha Huang is facing concurrent criminal charges at the High Court, notwithstanding the trial ongoing at the Circuit Court. Now, the state announced that it had lined up 11 witnesses in this High Court case, with the first of them scheduled to take the stand today. Now, the Director of Public Prosecutions, Yvonne Atakrao-Bobisa, has also hinted of a range of audiovisual evidence to be submitted by the witnesses. So, that's the lowdown on Aisha Huang. Uh, the case opens today. That's on the part of the state. Alright, well, Anas is out with Galamse Economy and apparently it has deep secrets that would leave you in awe. So, the investigative journalist himself has been tight-lipped about the details of the documentary, obviously, even to his colleague journalists. But those who have seen the trailer says it promises to leave viewers in awe. It will be shocking. Jaws will drop when people see the kind of rot that goes on in the mining sector where illegal miners are having a field day. Portions of the documentary, which this paper has watched, and this paper is the new crusading guide, show how government officials and some security personnel are deeply involved in the menace. On his Twitter page, Anas Aramiao Anas, under the name at Anas Global, only wrote to confirm that it is coming. So let's look out for that on the 14th and 15th of November at the conference center. Well, I don't know if he went to portions of Kwaibibri. We mm, did mm, here yeah. at City FM. Mm-hmm. And so there's a story on citynewsroom.com which says farmers in the Kwaibibri municipality in the eastern region have attributed the low monetary returns from their farms as the reason they exchange their farmlands for illegal mining. The farmers, who are mostly cocoa farmers, want the producer price of the commodity increase to, uh, to cushion them, taking into consideration the current economic mishaps. Already, cocoa farms in Kwabibrim have been left with large pits, okay, dug by illegal small-scale miners. But these farmers say the government's investment in the sector will help end the menace. Okay, let me take you to some climate change uh, stories from uh, COP27. Uh, on the front page of the Daily Graphic, Ghana receives climate change grant. 
Uh, the World Bank has offered Ghana a $3 million grant to build the capacity of local communities affected by climate change. Known as Enhancing Access to Benefits by Lowering Emissions, the grant was approved by the Multilateral Bank for Ghana as a further benefit lowering emissions in the forestry sector. The President disclosed this when he addressed the Forum on Ghana's pavilion at the ongoing 27th United Nations Conference on Climate Change. Okay, and in the center spread of the Ghanaian Times, support for developing countries' fight against climate change. The President says redeem $100 million annual pledge. He's demanding this from rich countries. He said um, they should redeem the 13-year-old pledge that they were made to make available $100 billion U.S. dollars annually to help developing countries fight the scourge of climate change. He was delivering Ghana's national statement at the ongoing United Nations Climate Change Conference, more commonly referred to as Conference of the Parties of the UNFCCC, or COP27 on Tuesday. So the president bemoaned the fact that climate adaptation costs are currently outstripping current international public finance flows. According to the president, we must, as a matter of urgency, mobilize and scale up adaptation finance inflows to ensure that vulnerable countries are able to meet their adaptation needs. He said it's critical in this regard that the developed world makes good its long-delayed pledge to mobilize and make available $100 billion annually to the poorer countries to assist in the fight against climate change and commit, as agreed at COP26 in Glasgow, to doubling resources for adaptation. Now, 13 years ago, at the UN Climate Summit in Copenhagen, the rich nations of the world promised to channel $100 billion a year to developing countries by 2020 to help them adapt to climate change. But, it'd be like, they know, they know, they know do the thing, the $100 billion will come. So the president says, Charlie, you pledged this 13 years ago. Where's the money? Where the money be? Well, he said a couple of other things as yeah. well. So touching on the Green Ghana project, an aggressive tree planting exercise launched in 2021, mm-hmm. President Kufado said 31 million trees had been planted in two years. He explained that 7 million of the trees were planted in, the 2021, in 2021, with 24 million being planted this year. He said the Green Ghana project demonstrated the country's commitment to the implementation of climate actions, noting that more action was required to plant trees and take other measures to protect the environment. The president also said the government was implementing the bus rapid transport system as a measure to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector. Mm. Well, also, the lands minister and the U.S. special envoy for climate are to co-chair the FCLP. So the FCLP is the Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership. It's a new political forum that brings together governments and partners to work together to implement solutions that reduce forest loss, increase restoration, and support sustainable development. It also creates a platform for heads of state and governments and their ministers to combine their political efforts to accelerate global action to halt and reverse forest loss and land and degradation by 2030 while delivering sustainable development and promoting an inclusive rural transformation. So you can read more about that in the center spread of the Ghanaian Times. Let me do some politics quickly mm. from the front page of the Republic Press and also the Herald newspaper. Rift opens in NPP as MP threatens Oforiata. The similar rift between NPP members of parliament and the battle finance minister has taken another dimension as the legislators promise a rancorous showdown in the house if Mr. Ken Oforiata appears before them to present his budget. Although it is not Clear when the minister will present his statement to the House. Member of Parliament for English, Amar for Sylvester Tete, has warned that the majority side may be compelled to walk out on Mr. Ferreira if he continues to make public statements that seem to preempt the outcome of a meeting the MPs have had with the President. Now, if you go to the Herald newspaper, 
uh, they are also talking, uh, that, that paper also carries the same story and then also focuses on a free anchor's chances as, uh, the race for NDC general secretary, uh, gets hotter. Hmm. Okay, well, talking of parliament and things happening there, you torpedoed E-Levy and now preaching Sri Lanka. The Minister for Defence, Mr. Dominic Nitiwo, has severely criticised the NDC minority members in parliament for saying that the current economic hardship is a serious security threat to the country. Now, he spoke to journalists in reaction to the earlier press conference held by the minority, which was addressed by Mr. James Agaga, the ranking member of the Defence Committee. Now, uh, Mr. Nitiwo admitted that there were economic hardships in the country, but he said the opposition party must partly be blamed for what Ghanaians are going through. He said the minority is part of the problem because it deprived the government of revenue with the way it went about the electronic transaction levy or e-levy. He said, but when an opposition is touting itself and hitting itself for depriving government of the needed revenue and say that, yes, if we had not done that, then government would have had revenue. So we should be congratulating you for depriving government of the needed revenue. You are part of the problem. He further told journalists that the economic crisis is not limited to Ghana alone and that powerful economies such as US, UK, Brazil and many others are facing similar problems but he noted that the only countries that may not be experiencing these hardships are oil producing ones now also MPs are putting the president in a fix as the public mounts pressure to downsize government, now this is in the Finder newspaper the demand by some NPP MPs that the finance minister Kenneth be removed from office has triggered fresh pressure on the president to add reduction in the size of government to his agenda ever since the MPs held a press conference calling for the removal of Ofoyata and Charles Dubois. The chorus that followed on radio, TV and general public discourse is that the president should also use the opportunity to further downsize his government. Now, um, the pressure is coming from the director of the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research, or ISSA, that's Professor Peter Quarte, the senior lecturer at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Godfrey Brockman, <coughs> former board chair of the GRA, Professor Stephen Ade. They are all leading voices asking the president to further downsize his government. Some analysts say that merely replacing Placing the finance minister and the minister of state is not the magic wand to solve the country's economic problems because the crisis is being caused by exogenous factors. One quick story from the Inquestor newspaper on the Sakuma Ramsa site. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says that none of the 4,000 plus houses built on 2,500 acres of encroached land pays property tax. And this <laughs> came to light during a stakeholder meeting that we, we are all aware of the stakeholder uh, meeting uh, at the meeting, uh, the regional minister in the quarter announced that none of the 4,000 plus houses would be demolished, but noted that some processes would have to be gone through to give them to have them regularized uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting stats coming from there. Okay, 4,000 houses. Yeah, mm. interesting. Yeah, if you go to myjoyonline.com, let me give you the story of the family head who's uh, telling mm. family members to leave 4,000 CDs for casket before you die. Okay, now the story says, as prices of goods continue to skyrocket, family heads are beginning to shirk the responsibility of bearing the cost of caskets when a relative dies. Mm. Okay, now they are now exploring other alternatives to make funerals more bearable. In the Ashanti region, the family head of a bereaved shared his frustration on how price increments were taking a toll on his family. He says, quote, I will discuss with my family to adopt the Muslim method. We will get a metal coffin that can be reused whenever a family member passes on because I bought one recently at 1,200 but it's now 3,000 CDs today end quote now when asked what other alternative 
When asked what the other alternative would be, should the family reject his idea, he said, quote, then they will have to save about 4,000 CDs for the coffin before they die. But if you don't have that money, we will use what we have for your burial, end quote. So that's oh. coming from a family head uh, giving his own prescriptions. Okay. Now, on the back page of the Chronicle, the Supreme Court has ordered Anas Arumiao Anas to appear in court, open court, without his mask to face Kwesi Nyantichi. So the Supreme Court has delivered a damaging blow to Anas after ordering the journalist to appear in open court without his usual face mask to face Kwesi Nyantichi. Mm-hmm. The highest ruling body in Ghana ruled on Tuesday morning that the reluctant journalist must appear in court without a face mask covering to testify in the case with the former Ghana FA president. Anas, who has been extremely reluctant to appear in court, let alone without his mask, will now be publicly seen in court in his real flesh as he testifies. This comes after the Supreme Court quashed an earlier ruling by a lower court giving permission to Anas to testify in camera. The journalist, whose investigation led to Nyantichi resigning several football posts, claimed his life will be in danger if he testifies in court. But the court thinks otherwise. But also there on the back page, awarding the 2022 World Cup to Qatar was a big mistake. Guess who's saying that? Mr. Seb Blatter himself. He says, Qatar is too small a country to have won the bid to host the Mundial. Really? Now, in a trial at the Swiss Federal Criminal Court, uh, he says they made a mistake. He says, I assume the responsibility as FIFA president at the time. The choice was bad. It is too small of a country. Football and the World Cup are too big for Qatar. We're talking about the World Cup. Do the money finish. Yes. Talking about the World Cup. Reports say Joseph Penzer, who plays for Genk in Belgium, will not be going Mm. as he misses out on the final list. And that story, together with many other exclusions, uh, just causing people to go ape since yesterday. Anyway, that's uh, that's how we end the newspaper review. Um, we'll be right back with the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation. The City Business News comes up next. Brought to us by... Access Bank. Access Bank has the triple salary promo. Switch your salary to Access Bank's Empower Salary account today and, it, and automatically enjoy free interest on payday loan, pick now, pay later loan, fly now, pay later loan, and other personal loans. There are all kinds of other goodies to be won. Just call Access Bank to free on 0800-004400 or visit ghana.accessbankplc.com to get started. Access Bank, more than banking. And Goal is also bringing us the city business news. These days, you can pay for your fuel purchase via Momo Bank Card or Girl Go Card. It's wonderful. It's convenient. Just visit your nearest Girl station now and do that. Visit Goyal on their various social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to find out more. Goyal, good energy. Goyal, yang diem. MTN is telling you that you should look forward to the weekends just dial star 550 as low as 52 pesos enjoy endless conversations with non-stop talking and texting on all networks make it extra special only on MTN alright let's get into the city business news Netelinet is here with all the details
and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyal, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netele Nete Ajaho. Coming up, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry reiterates calls for the downward review of the electronic transfer levy rate and the Ghana Standards Authority to review standards and requirements used for the importation of goods into the country. Let's settle for our details now. The Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry is calling on government to use the 2023 budget to review the electronic transfer levy rate to make it cheaper for Ghanaians to contribute to it. The chamber notes that to ensure that the e-levy achieves its objective, government should revise the rate of 1.5% downwards and stagger it within the bands of 0.5% to 1.0%. In an interview with City Business News, CEO of the Chamber, Mark Bidu Abwaji, noted that this will not stifle the growth and sustainability of businesses in the country as there are already too many indirect tax handles that add to the high productive cost of doing business in the country. The year 2022 has been a very difficult year for businesses. We've seen inflation going up, the city rapidly depreciating, the policy rate and interest rates are also going up. Fuel prices are increasing day in, day out. And this has impacted negatively on the activities of business. Businesses are collapsing every day. And it's not good for an economy like Ghana. So in the 2023 budget, we want to see a clear policy direction on how government is going to bring some stability in the macroeconomic environment. Again, we think that there are a lot of taxes already in the system, both direct and indirect taxes. And to the 2023 budget, we don't expect that government will introduce new budget. We also raise concerns about the E-Levy. We think that the 1.5 uh, rate for the E-Levy is too high. And what may be the reason why people are not patronizing the E-Levy. So we have suggested that the rate for E-Levy will also be reduced to less than 1%. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Mark Bidu Apwaji. Still on budget expectations, the Association of Ghana Industries is also demanding a clear policy direction on the ease of doing business in the country. Speaking on the sidelines of the Greater Accra Regional Annual General Meeting of the Association, the National Treasurer of the AGI, Rafael Ayiti, noted that a stable economy would support the growth of local industries. Well, we expect that it will be easier to do business. Business will be more predictable, which can ease up planning. We expect that there will be some stability in our city to uh, foreign currencies. We expect that overall the country will open up. I, I mentioned in my submission that I don't understand why it would take me four or five hours to get to uh, the hub of tourism in Ghana, which is Cape Coast or the central region, with the bottleneck at Buduburam. I mean, really, it's insane. It's, it's, it's it's difficult to understand, okay? I will expect that in, in considering the budget for roads, that will be one of the priority areas to ease up. Because, look, tourism is, is a low fruit uh, hanging that we can take advantage of. People come in with their foreign exchange, and that is what we crave for. So why can't we make travel and tourism much, much easier than it is now? So really, I believe that we have no choice than to hope that things get better. But we also, as a country, need to pay attention. Um, now we have the African Continental 
free trade area trading that has started, we need to ask ourselves how much of Ghana's products are being traded there. Okay. That was the National Treasurer of the Association of Ghana Industries, Rafael Ayite. Ghana will in the coming days review the standards and requirements used for the importation of goods into the country. This, according to the Ghana Standards Authority, is crucial in order to cut down on the quantity of goods imported into the country, even as the country takes steps to scale up manufacturing and production. Ghana's imports for 2021 is estimated at over $22 billion, a situation which has been affecting the strength of the local currency. Speaking at the Standards Partnership Pilots Lunch, President of the African Organization for Standardization, Professor Alex Dodu, said more will be done to improve on the standards of locally produced goods. To discourage the importation of goods that we can and we produce here. To this end, we will review the standards required for imports into the country, prioritize imports, and so on and so forth. Unquote. Indeed, the UK is one of Ghana's leading trading partners, and goods and services from Ghana are always in demand in the UK, provided they meet strict international standards and related requirements. The Standards Partnership Program is therefore a time opportunity for Ghana to improve our standards and quality infrastructure so that we can export, expand trade in the UK and the world and create wealth for our country and our people. That was the president of the African Organization for Standardization, Professor Alex Dodu. From the 22nd to the 29th of November this year, users of ride-hailing apps may have a challenge commuting as the Ghana Online Drivers Union of the Trades Union Congress will be embarking on a strike. The union says the action has become necessary to drum home concerns over their conditions of service, which has been worsened by the rampant increment in fuel prices. Michael Obudu has the rest of the story. The Ghana Online Drivers Union boasts of a membership of over 25,000 across the country and serves over 500,000 customers of ride-hailing app companies daily. They say they will carry out the industrial action for a week as the platform companies have remained insensitive to their plight. They argue that despite a spike in the price of fuel since January, riders are still charged low fares while they as drivers pay high service fees. Francis Stege is the president of the Union. By 22nd of November 2022, if you have not had any positive responses from the major stakeholders, that is the app companies and the government, then on the 22nd of November, we are embarking on a sit-down strike one week from 22nd to 29th November. And from the 29th November, 6 p.m., if you have not had any uh, positive outcomes from our results from the strike, from the sit-down strike, it's a nationwide strike, uh, which is going to be effective in eight regions. We have Ashanti region, Water region, Bono region, Eastern region, Western region, Central, uh, Accra, Greater Accra, Western. But should this strike fail to get the needed results, what would be the next line of action for these drivers? If nothing positive has come out of it, then we have no other options than for drivers who cannot sit, who cannot afford to sit in the house after one week, who have to go back to work. This time around, they have to negotiate first with the riders, and riders who have to add up to prices that come up on the app. So let's say uh, a trip is 10 cities, you negotiate with the driver and it's, you're okay, it's 13 cities, 15 cities, then he will pick you. Right? We are sorry for the inconvenience, but uh, the fuel prices is, is becoming too much. A Ghana is close to 90, 100 Ghana cities, and we are spending 400 Ghana cities a day to work, and it's not easy for us. 
The union says it will not back down until the app companies reduce their service fees to 10% instead of the prevailing 20 to 25%. They want short distance fares increased to 20 Ghana cities and base fares should be 7 Ghana cities while charges per kilometer and per minute must be reviewed upwards. They also maintain that distances of all trips must be known to the driver and the riders must be identified using the Ghana card. That was a report filed by Michael Ogudu. Samara Company Limited has assured its customers of introducing more innovative and efficient products to cater for their needs. This comes after the company's kale toothpaste was adjudged the oral care product of the year at the just-ended 2022 National Customers' Choice Awards Ghana. Sales and marketing manager for Samara Company Limited, Dennis Kwame Osei, said, though kale toothpaste came onto the market not long ago, their customers have testified to its efficiency. Samara is so excited to have picked this award, the National Customer's Choice Awards Ghana, um, where we were judged as the best oral care product of the year. That is our kale variant of toothpaste. We have three variances. We have the kale charcoal, kale 360, and then the kale kits for our kids. Um, we are excited, though not surprised, to have picked this award because a lot of hard work has gone into um, into the from the inception of the brand to where we have got into. Um, with the leadership, I, I let me say the example leadership of our executive chairman professor Samson Ifapre Cook, the entire management and then the staff with the efforts we put into doing our daily activities it is not surprising that we have gotten this far regardless we couldn't have made this without the support of our customers who accepted the brand you see that was the marketing manager of Samara Company Limited Dennis Kwame Osei let's now see how our major currencies are faring on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves. The dollar gained two pesos and is selling at 13 cities, four pesos. The British pound gained 18 pesos and is selling at 15 cities, 10 pesos. The euro gained 15 pesos and is selling at 13 cities, 15 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is selling at 14 cities, 20 pesos. The British pound is selling at 15 cities, 20 pesos. And the euro is selling at 14 cities. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic. The difference between commercial and investment banks. Today we look at the difference between commercial banks and investment banks in terms of how custody of deposits work. When it comes to collecting deposits from clients, a commercial bank will collect and keep the deposits of their clients in their own custody. By law, investments deposited with an investment bank, however, must be held with a custodian bank. In DataBank's case, for example, our custodian banks are Standard Chartered Bank, GT Bank, and Stanbic Bank. When the fund manager needs to make an investment, instructions are sent to the custodian to transfer the funds. The issuer of the investment is then required to provide evidence of receipt to the custodian once the money has been transferred. No money goes directly to the fund manager, so the fund manager does not have the ability to divert funds into any other venture other than what they have been mandated to do. You can find details of the custodian for your investment in the fund's annual report or by asking a representative from the investment company. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank, and that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Live, your advantage. Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nettilinetti Ajaho. Have a good business day.
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Seven fourteen. Seven fourteen. <laughs> Listen, forgive me. <laughs> Nana Grant is doing some funny things here. Anyway, he's bringing us kickoff brought to us by Lechero. Lechero is asking if you updated your records. If not, please do so. Send him a WhatsApp message on zero five seven four zero six five nine five eight or zero three zero two two zero eight triple three. That's the number on which you can call Lechero. Just to say any branch near you. Update your records with your Ghana card. So you can undertake all your financial transactions easily. Let's see how let's improve lives. Uh, it's been a very interesting 24 hours. And less than 24 hours, actually. Yeah. All kinds of reactions to purported leaks from the Black Star Squad. The squad drops officially tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we wait to see if all the leaks are right or wrong. But bottom line is people are very antsy. Some people are upset and are reacting to all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, World Cup drama! Eh? But you see, do you know all of this tells me? Bro. Look, people should stop their pretense. They still love oh, the they black love the team, bro. Charlie, they love the <laughs> because team. Rumor, po- just rumor about <laughs> squad list can get people to react like you. Charlie, serious. Anyway, Charlie, what's the latest? Um, Ashgold, they've been fined five thousand Ghana cities after withdrawing another application for injunction against the Ghana Premier League. Um, Sir Blatter says the decision to award the 2022 World Cup to Qatar was a mistake and it's Manchester City against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup third round later tonight. Welcome to kick off here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. Let's start off with some Ghana Premier League news. And Ashanti Gold Football Club have been fined 5,000 Ghana cities after withdrawing another application for an injunction on the 2022-23 Bet Power Ghana Premier League. The Obwasi based club filed a new application to put an injunction on the league at the appeals court after the High Court had ruled on an earlier injunction. During the hearing yesterday, counsel for Ashgold informed the appeals court of their decision to withdraw the injunction application leading to the fine of 5,000 Ghana cities. Moving on, Midyama head coach David Duncan believes the lack of options in attack and defensive errors are to blame for his team's inability to win games this season. Duncan's side have lost three games on the bounce and have failed to score a single goal in those games, leaving them 12th place in the best power Premier League. It is, you know, but it's all down to recruitment, you know, hands. It's an experienced player, but you don't expect him to last full 90 minutes, you know, of a game like this, a grueling encounter like that. But where are, where are the alternatives? You understand? So, unfortunately, but I'm not making an excuse out of that. But like you're saying, you look at the manner in which we concede those goals, if you are following the pattern, you know, fluke of goals. I mean, the game against um, Ibiana, you saw how the goal was scored. Goalkeeping error. It is not down really to... You, you definitely, you know, track, you know, the course of the goal from somewhere. But at the end of the day... It is down to just, you know, some simple error that perhaps, you know, if it, it could have been avoided, perhaps, you know, we could be home and dry. It is not bleak just yet, you know. We will suffer though, but before, you know, the victory starts coming, we have to perhaps go through some of these patches. 
David Duncan is a head coach for Midiama Sporting Club. Moving on, former Ghana player Reverend Ose Kofi says the GFA's decision to involve ex-national team players in the Akata 2022 build-up is a good omen for the Black Stars. According to the 82-year-old, the Black Stars have the support and blessing of the older generations. This is the fourth time that we are going to the World Cup, but I am happy. This is my second time that a party like this has come to us that we should just join. Your mama had one when we were going to Brazil, and this is the second time that we have it. So it's a good omen for the black stars. Spiritually, I am a pastor. What we did, that we nearly had a better resource in Brazil when the winning team, that is Germany, could not beat us. Uh, we are still in the Lord. We are still praying that a better thing should come in this tournament than what has just passed. So we are still in prayers. You heard former Ghana International Reverend Ose Kofi speaking there. Meanwhile, former Ghana International Derek Boatin says Ghanaians must be patient with a young Black Stars team. Ghana will begin their World Cup campaign on November 24 against Portugal. It's a young team, so we have to keep supporting them, let them grow. You know, sometimes things get worse before it get better. We have to have patience for the team. It's a young team, like you said. We all know we have a young coach, a new coach. We have to have patience to them, support them, and make sure that they'll be on the right channel. It's not going to be easy. We all know that it's tough. It's a wake-up. So we all have to come together as a nation and support them. We should support them like the way we support against Nigeria. On paper, Nigeria has a better squad than us. But we beat them because of the support that we have the, from the fans. We should continue doing that. Derek Boating is former Ghana midfielder. Let's now get into our World Cup fact series today in Qatar. Ivan Sufuchuk-Mansu focuses on the performance of a Samoajan at the tournament. Welcome to today in Qatar. A Samoajan is Ghana's top scorer at the World Cup with six goals in total. He's also the top African goal scorer at the World Cup. Asamoah Jan featured in three World Cups. Jan scored Ghana's first ever World Cup goal in their second group game against Czech Republic in the 2006 World Cup. That strike was also the fastest goal in Germany, coming in just 68 seconds of that game. The 38-year-old has the most appearance for Ghana at the World Cup with 11 matches played in 2006, 2010 and 2014. Asamoah Jan made his debut for Ghana at the age of 17 in a World Cup qualifier against Somalia in 2003. He scored on his debut. The former Liberty Professionals and Legon City's attacker is Ghana's all-time goal scorer with 51 goals in 109 games. Let's now go to some Premier League news now. And Chelsea manager Graham Potter says he was expecting to come under scrutiny at some point. His comments follow the team's current struggles where they have failed to win any of their last four Premier League games. The Blues have also dropped to seventh on the table after the miserable run of form. But Potter has refused to panic and says the team will improve and do better. I'd be lying there if I, if I said to you that I didn't expect it at some point. You take this job and you take this challenge on, then of course there's going to be times where it's not a pleasant road, shall we say, and you have to deal with that. You have to be honest and say, OK, we need to do better, and that's my responsibility, and take that. But, you know, I think we're, we've had a six-week period in the end where we're going to play 13 matches, eight of them away. It has a toll on, on everything. Um, 
some injuries to some key players. It can get messy. It's part of the process. I've been through it at Brighton, been through it at Swansea, been through it at my club in Sweden. So it is what it is, and you, you know that's part of the that's part of what the job is to deal with it. I don't think you can ever predict in football, you know. And like I said, I think when I said when results were quite good, I was honest enough to say we've still got a lot of things to do to improve. It wasn't, uh, you know, it's not like we were sitting there thinking we cracked football by any means. You can see from the games, performance-wise, we can improve a lot. Uh, that's exciting, but that's also the, the job, that's also the challenge, and, and that's what we're looking to do. That's what we're looking forward to the game tomorrow. That's what we're looking forward to the game against Newcastle, because that's where you can learn a lot about each other. That was Chelsea manager Graham Potter speaking there. Let's now do some Carabao Cup news and Everton were kicked out after a 4-1 defeat to Bournemouth yesterday. Leicester City progressed to the fourth round with a 3-0 win over Newport County. Some selected fixtures today will see Wolves take on Leeds United. Nottingham Forest will host Tottenham Hotspur. Arsenal will take on Brighton. Newcastle United will face Crystal Palace. The big one is between Manchester City and Chelsea at the Etihad. Manchester United will host Aston Villa and Liverpool will take on Derby County. Moving on, an assistant manager of Liverpool, Pepin Linder, says he does not believe in revenge after the Reds were drawn against Real Madrid in the round of 16 of the Champions League. The fixture is a repeat of last season's final where Real Madrid beat Liverpool to win the title. However, Linders is confident that the team will be ready for the two-leg tie. I don't believe um, a lot uh, because people say to me you read like revenge or these things, but I don't believe in life is should be like that. It's a new season, it's a new uh, new teams as well, new moments, and uh, it's just the international classical. It's uh, two of uh, the biggest club with so much history in this competition, competing already early in the knockout stages. I'm I'm proud that we have a, we had a consistent run in the despite our first game against Napoli, but that we are again in the knockout uh, stages and uh, with 15 points and we can't wait to compete with them, of course. It's, uh, we always say the Anfield nights, the European nights are special. The fans expect us uh, to be in this kind of uh, circumstance, in these kinds of games, and let's hope that we can create new memories and that we, uh, that we proper can compete. I know we will be ready, but uh, it will be a, a massive game, yeah. You had Liverpool assistant manager Pepin Linde speaking there. Before we go, former FIFA president Seb Blatter says the decision to award the 2022 World Cup in, uh, to Qatar was a mistake. The 86-year-old was president of the World Football's governing body when Qatar was awarded the tournament back in 2010. The Gulf state has been criticized for its stance on same-sex relationships, human rights record and treatment of migrant workers. FIFA's executive committee voted 14-8 to 8 for Qatar to host the tournament ahead of the United States 12 years ago. But Blatter says he voted for the United States and blames the then UEFA president Michel Platini for swinging the vote in Qatar's favour. That brings an end to kick-off here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportsonline.com. Kick-off was brought to you by the show. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. I'm a man of
This is the City Breakfast Show on City 97.3 FM. Send us your message on 0549-986-996. A few birthday messages coming in. Yeah, today is the 9th of November, and I have a very, very special birthday dedication to, to put out there. So, I mean, Godfrey, you know Michael, right? Michael Dodu. Michael's my, our music director. Michael's yes. my, my partner in everything music and audio. He's amazing. He's fantastic. He's phenomenal. Today is his birthday. It is! It is! Happy birthday, Michael! Happy birthday, Michael! Michael Dodu of PMP. Yes. Music producer. And we, music director. He's, he's everything. Yeah, isn't he? talented musician. He's super, yeah. super duper. I love him so much. Happy birthday, Michael. You're amazing. We love you. Yeah. And this is from me, yes, and for everybody at TBK, from Godfred, from all of us. And I'm sure Bernard would co-sign if you were here. Um, he's, he's just a fantastic person. Happy birthday, Michael. Enjoy okay. the best. May God bless you. And every good thing that you deserve should come your way and will come your way. Yeah. You're amazing. Amazing. Right. I'm wishing for more heights for him. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, happy birthday, Mrs. Priscilla Coco Atiana Akabwa of Nestle Ghana. You are, an in, you are indeed an epitome of strength and wisdom. May God grant you all you wish for. That's coming from Mamli, who says, Love you, Mamli. Okay, I'm reading the message as I see it. Happy birthday, Gladys Derry, Office of the Attorney General's Department and Secretary to the Attorney General. That's coming from Kofigo. And I like to say happy birthday to um, my uh, very good friend from way back in secondary school, Kelvin Saki. Kelvin Saki. These days, he's in the uh, he's in NYC. He's in New York City. Yeah. So, Kelvin, happy birthday to you from North K to, to NYC. <laughs> A happy third wedding anniversary to Mr. and Dr. Nelson from All Couples of Save Marriage Foundation and Marriage Connect. So, happy third wedding anniversary, guys. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see if we have a few more birthday messages. Today, the 9th of November. Mm-hmm. All right. This one says, happy birthday to Mr. Selassie Atipo Fitz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wishing you God's favor and goodness. That's coming from your wife and kids. Seram, Sedem, and Sena. And all your siblings. Wow. And uh, the other one says, Billy said, Happy birthday to my husband, Caleb. Okay. I'm grateful and feel blessed to be sharing life with you. Ke- not Caleb, Kuda. Caleb, we are <laughs> waving your hand, giddy, giddy, giddy. It's not you, Caleb. <laughs> From Rosemond and the girls. That's what the message Aww. says. Okay, and- 
We've got another more birthday messages coming in. So good morning. Happy birthday. Happy 75th birthday to Mrs. Helen Appa. And from everyone at Primus Advertising, we wish her many happy returns today. May God continue to bless her with good health and a sound mind in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Mrs. Helen Appa, you're 75 today, and everyone at Primus Advertising wishes you a very, very happy birthday. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sounds of a Nipenya. I mean, this, I don't know when this song came out. This must have been what late '80s, early '90s. But I'm sure this was done by Faisal Hewani mm, because mm, Faisal Hewani mm. was his associate. That's you true. Know, discovered the brought into prominence. So yeah, Nipenya. One day I'd love to figure out the backstory to that to to Nipenya and mm. how Faisal Hewani dis- discovered. Maybe Yasmin can tell us. Maybe, his maybe Yasmin Hewani Maybe we have to share, get Yasmin yeah. to give us some. Some stories of what it was like growing up, observing her dad working with someone like Odipanua, yeah. you know. Good morning, Yasmin. Yasmin Hawani. Maybe we'll, we'll pull her in to do yeah, that. Yeah, one, one of these days we should do that. Should she do can that. come and tell us the stories and yeah. things that she saw. You know, as a young girl growing up, maybe some interesting and, and your tidbits. Dad was a was a was a producer, music mm-hmm. maker. Yeah, and was working with all these people. Mm. How was it like growing up back then? Exactly, you know birthday messages though happy 50th birthday to mrs jemima tago this is coming from clement and yaba may god continue to bless you and of course happy birthday to our very good friend edinam edinam by davis happy birthday sis sister edinam <laughs> the, the singer more you got you know <laughs> more, more you got, got edinam yeah yeah more you got <laughs> and more beautiful singing yes more beautiful singing. Oh, Edinam's yeah. voice is powerful. Wow. Ah, full of power. Power. She did sing. Wow. Edinam, happy birthday. We love you, sis. All right, now if you're an enterprise customer, this recognition is for you. Remember that uh, the Ghana Club 100, or in the Ghana Club 100, four of enterprises, subsidiaries, enterprise insurance, enterprise life, enterprise trustees, and Acacia, and their uh, respect. Of respective positions as top companies. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance retained or was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. Enterprise Life was adjusted the Life Insurance Company of the Year and Enterprise Trustees, the Corporate Trustees Company of the Year. We dedicate these awards to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us. Enterprise is your advantage. Now, in this day and age where rent charges are astronomical, cost of land for building is skyrocketing and landlords are giving tenants a hard time 
Owning a decent, affordable home is not a luxury but a necessity. Ugo Flip is here to make the home ownership journey realistic, fun, and more affordable than you can imagine. Now, Ugo Flip is a real estate gaming company that rewards houses as prizes in three easy steps. Log on to ugoflip.com, register with your phone number or email address, buy as many tickets as possible, and you stand a chance of winning a house at Prom Prom weekly game prizes or one of the many consolation prizes. Now, what makes Ugo Flip's win big game unique is that even if you don't win the ultimate prize, which is always a house, Ugo Flip will reward you with loyalty points equivalent to $3 per ticket. Now, these points, when accumulated, may be used as a down payment towards buying your next home with us or with other affiliated property developers. Now, if you love women's football, Malta Guinness uh, Women's Premier League is here. It's a new Norwich season. Follow every pass, tackle, and goal as our ladies add some style to fuel your passion for football. Follow the Malta Guinness Women's Premier League on our social channels. Uh, hashtag Malta Guinness WPL and watch the matches live on Max TV Weekly. And are you worried about your personal finances and how to control your spending habits? Join the ABSA Ready to Work webinar and get useful insights on how to manage your limited resources in a sustainable way. ABSA Bank's finance director and other industry experts will be live on Facebook and YouTube on Thursday the 10th of November, that's tomorrow, at 10 a.m. to discuss the topic personal finance management tips. Make a date with ABSA Bank on Thursday the 10th of November at 10 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube as we commemorate Global Savings Day. Day. That's Africanacity, that's ABSA. And Apollonia City invites you to the 2022 edition of our Family Day. Apollonia City is Accra's newest $250 million city, equipped with state-of-the-art infrastructure. Come and network with other like-minded executives and business owners and take a tour of our futuristic city as we explore the most viable investment options in today's tricky market. There will be lots of good food, very good music, bouncy castles for the kids, and so much more. Join us on Saturday, the 12th of November at the Adumwa Place, located at the heart of Apollonia City. There'll be buses leaving the Accra Mall at 8 a.m. See you there. So everybody, three, there's still the City Breakfast Show. You can send us a message on 0549-986-996. Earlier, when we're doing the newspaper review, so a few updates for those who... um, do not know a few updates for those who do not know the state is opening its um, case against Aisha Huang today for those who are interested let's not forget that um, Aisha Huang's case is a key part of the country's fight against Galamse maybe later on we'll go through what uh, Godfrey, maybe later we'll go through what Reverend Father Bequay was saying mm. as we talk a bit about Galamse this morning but the state to open case on Aisha Huang today I just want to give Listeners, that update. So people will be finding out um, what what exactly is uh, going on in the war against Ghana. So the state is expected to open its case um, regarding Aisha Huang today at the Accra High Court. Now, Aisha Huang is facing concurrent criminal charges at the High Court, notwithstanding the trial ongoing at the Circuit Court. Now, the charges at the High Court... Um, are undertaking a mining operation without a license, mm. facilitating the participation of persons engaged in a mining operation, mm. illegal employment of foreigners, mm. and re-entering Ghana while under prohibition mm. to do so. So those are the charges. The state has announced that 11 witnesses will be lined up 
with the first of them scheduled to take the stand today. All right. In addition, the director of public prosecutions, Yvonne Atakra Obobisa, has also hinted of a range of audiovisual evidence to be submitted by the witnesses. So that's the update there. So on the legal side, that's what's happening in court today. All right. But if you go on the ground, and like our colleagues in the city newsroom did, Vivian Kai Local did, they went to Kwabibrim Municipality, and I also read a story from the that visit they um so called they they they, they 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 went on and farmers in the Kwabibrim municipality are saying that the low monetary returns from their cocoa farms um, is the reason why they exchange those farms for um, they exchange those farms and give out the land to be used for illegal mining. Okay, now the cocoa farmers are saying they want the producer price to go up or to increase to be increased so they'll be cushioned, taking into account the current economic context we are in. So Vivian Kanoko was there and she says cocoa farms or you know from their their trip or from her trip with uh, the other colleagues, cocoa farms have been left with large pits created by illegal miners. And some residents are saying that criminal activities are now going up. So two things are happening. There's criminal activity increasing, plus the farmlands are now being destroyed. Why? Because people are there digging, 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 just so they can find gold or whatever mineral resource they are looking for. So let's uh, get a feel of Vivenkai Locos' report from Kwaibibrim or the Kwaibibrim municipality in the eastern region. I'm currently at a mining area and right behind me what is supposed to be a river but because of the mining issues that is not happening. Now this stretch on a normal day will be a cocoa farm. If you look behind me you can see some spots of cocoa trees as well as um, plantain and then oil palm but we're told that just yesterday this area you're seeing the illegal miners started working here. I'm told that this area has a river here. It's been here for years, but the activities of the illegal mining, we don't have that river here. They have blocked the access route of this river. Behind this side, you see a huge pit that has been dug by an excavator. Also on my left side, you see a similar site of um, the digging of excavators having an impact on the environment, destroying the water bodies, a threat to our water security, among others. I'm currently at a mining site and right on top of an excavator. You may think this is a construction site or something of a sort, but don't be deceived. The heaps of sand in the mountains of sand, and in some cases, water looking like a, a mini pond or area, are abundant Galamse sites. Now, this area used to be a cocoa farm, and along the line, there is a water body that was there. Now, today, that water body has been um, diverted, in some cases, um, destroyed because of the activities of um, illegal mining. I'm speaking to a gentleman who lives in this community. He is a farmer. Give us an idea of the area we are in. We know we're in the eastern region. What consequence is this? We are in Achimtechiman, Kwabibri Municipal. Okay. So this area um, is within the Achim... Um, Techiman uh, area. Okay. So what was this place like uh, before? 
Okay, when I grew up, we came to me that all this place were having cocoa trees and uh, other cash crops. So this is a cocoa farm? Yes. What, what is happening? For the past 10 years, we came to realize that unknown men from nowhere came to this place and they started taking off the topsoil, destroying properties over here. Yet to come to realize that it is the Galamse issue that is happening over here. And actually, as you can see around, we have a lot of cocoa trees around. All these places were filled with cocoa trees. And uh, as you can see with your eye, there's no cocoa tree over here. They've taken everything away all because of the so-called gold mining activity in this community. You're saying that these uh, men that were doing this, this happened eight years ago? Oh, yes, please. So this area has been abandoned for the past eight years? Yes, please. We were having River Pram. That is the main source of drinking water for farmers around this area. And uh, the most saddest part of it is that now, as you can see, the posture and then the, what they have done over here, it is saying that now if you're a farmer and you want to go to farm, you have to carry water from the house to the farm. There's nothing like drinking water. We are living in Techiman, but there are some people living inside the bush that we say those living in the Akan dialect, we say Ekrasifono. Sorry to say that. And actually, they also depend on this water. And now that this water is no more, that is their cry as to how to get water for their household chores. What kind of mining were they doing? Were they using the excavators or because this looks like and you know the the dugouts are those of huge machines. They brought excavators, bulldozers and other things. And then they were not doing the shallow mining. This is the deep mining because as you can see, this thing that you see like this like a pond, when you fall inside you die. Because it is about yes, it is about uh twenty feet down. Wow. So when you fall inside this you will easily die. And they've abandoned this for years. Meanwhile, we have people who can also talk for us, but they've left this and we are suffering. So I'm trying to see if we can get closer because I've been warned that this uh, pit you see, for example, which is uh, looks like a shallow pit, is not a shallow pit. This is actually about 20 feet, very deep. Um, so if you fall in this, that's it, you're gone. You can't swim out. This is it. And um, for the past eight years, this has been here. So the, the issue of Galamse that we're thinking it got worse recently may not be the case, especially here in this community in the eastern region. I just want to give you a proper idea of how serious um, the situation is here um, in this municipality. So um, look at this place, for example. You can see um, the um, water the left abandoned pit, the water moving over there. And if I stand um, within the area, trying to give you an idea of how, of how, how high the sand is, um, this will cover me. So you can have twice of me, and I'm about five, seven foot, twice of me. That's the height of uh, the sand that you see. And then you can see the stone sea and all that. This area has sizes of ponds like this scattered all over. So this is one in your short. This is another one in your short. Another one in your short. Another one in your short. Remember that the Ghana Water Company has warned that it may be forced to halt operations in certain regions because of the lack of water to, you know, feed to households across those regions. And one of the re regions that have been named is the eastern region. So we are going to go around the parts of the river that is left for you to even see the color of the river, what it's become, and then we'll take it from there.
if you look behind me, you can see the river uh, Pram, and you can see how brown the water has turned to. Behind me used to also be a farm, but today uh, you can see that all this area has been destroyed. You can just see um, a bit of wheat and then a um, few trees, cocoa trees around there. Remember earlier I was telling you that... Um, Parts of the river was blocked, diverted by these miners. Uh, so let me give you an, an idea of what that looks like now. So in your shot is an example of what happened. So, um, boss, t- tell us about this situation. So this is where the water was blocked. Yes, this is where it was blocked. So as you can see, they dug that area and then all the water just moved to that end, blocked this site and the mining activity happened inside the river. So right in the river, the, the, the mining happens. Well, the, the gold is in there as well? Yes, the gold is in there. And then, since there is a great river, that is where, to their belief, the miners, that is where they can get numerous of gold. So, they always try as much as possible to mine inside the river instead of going outside the river. So this river, where is it coming from and where is it going? This Okay, actually, so as you can see, we have the thick forest over there. And then per what my grandfather told me, the beginning of the river is coming from the thick of the forest, moving down this way. So actually, as it is coming, it will extend to the next communities out there to meet River Brim at Pramkese. So that is where it is going to. So this goes to the Brim, the Brim yes. River, which has been destroyed as well. Yes, please. Okay. So this, I'm told, is part of the River Pram. This has been diverted because of the um, activity. Nanaya, tell us about this situation. This is supposed to be a river body or part of it, right? It is part of it. Actually, when they decided to mine inside the river, they diverted the river. So the whole river came to this place and they, they blocked it over there. And the mining activity happened in the river. So after everything, then they decided to re-send the water back to where it was at first. So that is what happened. So this has been here for how long? This particular situation, also the, within the eight years? Oh, yes, within the eight years. Okay. So those uh, people who were into farming, the old folks, what do they do now? You see, <laughs> that is uh, the most dangerous aspect. I have my cocoa farm, I sell it. I have to see taking the money, that's all. I will try to invest into other business out there. But it is not favorable for each and every one. It depends on what you use your money for. So that is what is happening now. And that is leading to a lot of social biases. Because, for example, we know that cocoa farm is inherited. So if I come to me that there is no, nothing for me in the farm, then what do, you do? what do I do? I will enter into something different. And these robbery cases, unlawful activities going out in the community. In my shots, in our shot, we can see an excavator. And what, what's these two machines? What are they for? Okay, actually, as you can see, those there is what they use in washing the gold. So after they have extracted, uh, they have dug the a whole area, they will just collect the what is supposed to be the gold or the sand to this machine, apply uh, water. water. Yes, they have what we call water hose over there, so they apply the water hose, and then after blowing the water, it will wash away all the sand from it, leaving uh, the particles 
that is supposed to be the gold, they will add med or the mercury to it and then they will extract the gold from it. So those all that water and all that moves to these um, trenches and or ponds, they where do they go? To? Yes, that is what. As, as you can see, the, if they are going to work inside this, the water will be collected to this one. So after they are done with this, they will bring it back. Okay. Yes, that is what they normally do over here. We can hear the sounds of excavators. So this is around uh, 4, 10, 4, 5 actually, uh, on, a, on a Friday in Kwabibim municipality. And they are working. Yeah, work is ongoing, as you can see. I can, we can see that we have about, they have about three excavators around, and they are all working now. They are trying to dig the trench, and then from tomorrow going, those in charge of the washing will also come in and uh, wash and extract the uh, mineral or that metal from it. So we're still here in the eastern region, still in the Kwabibim municipality. I'm going to another place. Um, This is supposed to be a sacred area, I'm told, where um, the gods from this area are supposed to be. So a pretty sacred area, but the activities of the illegal miners um, have with want of a better way to construct this sentence, I've cleared the place of these um, sacred beings. So we're told that uh, they are not really here anymore like before. So I'm trying to make my way into the forest. Oops. Thank you. So this is how serious it is. I'm stuck in it. And now I have to be helped out. I'm going in again. Oh my God. (laughs) It's it's funny, but it's serious. So my cameraman is also on the floor. So these pits of mud are actually not what you think they are. They are actually... Shigara, are you okay? So I just sank into that. So very dangerous area. And... Have been, these are all wells that have been dug and are pretty dangerous. Uh, Someone came to perform rituals over here. That is why we have the queen. You see the queen over there? Yeah, and then this bottle, as you can see, uh, per the traditional belief. The traditional worshippers believe that if they have or if an individual is having a problem being any problem at all it is their belief that when they come here and try to pacify the ghost call upon the ghost the ghost will respond so when you get closer to the river it can be seen that someone just placed a coin over here this is like going to the house of someone you just knock so the person coming to specify the goals will put the coin down to signify that he or she is knocking for him to be accepted and then express his or her grievances as to what he is having here in mind so that is it so this is still the prime river this is still the prime river 
Yeah, this, this water is coming from where? The, the, uh, the top? Yeah, it's coming from the top. Yeah. Yes, to this place. So they, we call it Asoriaso. Uh-huh, where? What does that mean? Okay, this is a sacred place for the uh, so. For example, if there is a pandemic in the community, this is where the chief and then the elders or the person responsible to this place will come and then pour libation and then try to uh, ask for forgiveness as to what has transpired in the community. But with this water, you know, dirty water, does it still work? This that is what uh, one of the citizens just said that since the water is being contaminated it is their belief that there's no spirit in the water again why because all these mining activities has created this mess and then with reference to this uh, the ghosts are no more living in the water again that is it so that was Vivian Kai local um, and she put together that report it aired on uh, CNR City Newsroom. That's a weeknight bulletin between 8 and 9 p.m. You can send me your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. But up next is tech and social uh, media trends. Uh, and that segment is brought to us by... By CalBank. You can enjoy life beyond cash when you use any of our digital solutions. You can shop online or in-store using our range of debit and prepaid cards, Visa, MasterCard, and GH Link. To learn more, call 0800-500-500. CalBank, forward together. It's also brought to you by Vodafone. Get your favorite red offers on Star 200 Hash and enjoy longer conversations with friends and families on other networks and the freedom to purchase bundles for others. Dial Star 200 Hash today and enjoy the best value. Vodafone, further together. Nano Cranting is back. He's got the segment for us. Welcome back, Mr. K. Nathan. What's up? I bring you a message from the Bible Society of Ghana. Mm-hmm. Mm. The uh, slogan <laughs> is making God's word available and affordable. Mm. Yes. The notice is price increase mm-hmm. to our cherished customers. Due to the high rate of inflation and high cost of clearing from the ports, our prices of Bibles will be slightly reviewed upwards, oh. effective 10th November 2022. God bless you for understanding. Thank you, management. <laughs> Even Bible. In these times of hardship, when you wake up in the morning and you open your Bible and you read it for the word of God to calm you down and inspire you, Everyone, if you want to buy Bible in pool, the price is going to It's up. Up. Mm. Hey. What a time to be alive. Mm. Bible. Oh. Medical. You suspended his Twitter account. Oh, why? Let me tell you the story. <laughs> so, Elon Musk, the mm. new owner of Twitter. Yeah. Remember, he said that going for it, anybody who is caught impersonating mm-hmm. will be permanently suspended. Mm-hmm. So, medical. Did you feel him? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. He changed his Twitter name to Mr. President. Mm-hmm. And he changed his DP to a very fine picture of Nana. Let me show you to the people. A very nice picture. Uh-huh. A sweet picture of the president. Really? Yes. Then somebody called Benno Success. He said, hi, Elon Musk. This was a tweet. Mm-hmm. Hi, Elon Musk. Then he tagged him. Can they check out AMG Medical's account? He's trying to impersonate the president. Next thing we saw, medical accounts suspended. Pa. 
Simple. Seriously. Oh yes. It's done and dusted. But when you success is the snitch medical easy. So he's impersonating the president. The president. So okay, so the days of you have your handle, right, Nathan Crow, uh-huh. Atanat Crow, whatever. Uh-huh. But then the display name, you uh-huh. decide to use something else. Those days are over. Yeah, like you can't do that anymore. If you try, if you try it, yeah, yeah. because I noticed he blocked Kathy Griffin for doing that. Kathy Griffin actually put Elon Musk yeah. as yeah. her display name. Yeah. And the, so now you can't do that because people do that all the time. Yeah. Try it and see. For eight dollar. Oh yeah. He says whatever happens, you pay. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan, Otuado is trending. Shrop is trending. Pencil is trending. It's Wakasu. The view for Wakasu. The view for Wakasu. So yesterday, see, last night it was nice. See, I promise you, World Cup squad drama. Over Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. over Prison Break, over House of Dragons, <laughs> House of Dragons. <laughs> over Breaking Bad, <laughs> over everything. So I've not had that much fun in my life. But why is it that all, you do other countries go through this drama? Like it just seems like okay. when it comes to the World Cup, our drama it's extra. It's it's extra. In, our, in our space, we see as extra. In other places, too, they have their own. Well, like, do you ever hear of like the UK and stuff? Of them, I mean, we know people get disappointed when they are not selected, mm-hmm. right? But, to this but the kind of drama that comes with ours, it just seems like Charlie. Last night, last night, you know, I've, I spent last night and this morning just showing up in like some of the groups I'm mm-hmm. on, and I just type Wakaso, and the the group just gets <laughs> agitated. <laughs> so you're instigating. Me you're instigating. Me yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing, right? So reports that that Shrop has been dropped from the Black Star squad. Uh, Joseph Wilson has been dropped. Those are reports. We'll know the squad yeah. when it comes yes. out. It comes out tomorrow, yes. for, by the way, for those who don't know. Hmm. So, so wait, design. all this drama is on speculation? Mm-hmm. Or oh, the speculation is really conk? Like, the apple yeah. is... <laughs> in what? Like... A stick apple. <laughs> Very thick apple. You guys. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm hearing some other stories that Wakasu is not... Eh... <laughs> But but what to just wait for the thing to drop? No no no. People no. are giving themselves high blood pressure yeah, for something that hasn't even we come are, out yet. Quickly, Ghanaians, we like these things. We like mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. rumor, anyway. gossip, that kind of thing. Yeah. Don't oh, yeah, yeah. for a castle. Hmm. But Elon Musk, Twitter boss, Tesla boss, uh-huh. after buying Twitter for what forty-four billion dollars, mm-hmm. he has sold nineteen million of his shares mm-hmm. at Tesla for. Three point nine billion dollars. Money is going. Money is coming. <laughs> ah. This guy is heavy. You. He plays in the billions. Billion. What are doing? Million and thousands. Billion. Forty-four. You just casually get off and buy for forty-four billion. Hmm. One week you, later, you, you get money. Ah, Charlie. Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> now, second social media trends brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Making a 
Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Send us your thoughts and comments on 0549-986-996. And so, yeah, you just, uh, before we went on the break, we played a report uh, put together by Vivian Kailoko. She was in the Kwabibi municipality. Very interesting trip into the forest and... Uh, Remember she was telling us, you know, where she almost sank. Well, it happened to be this one. But just to highlight really the, the level of damage that had been done um, to the forest areas. And we also heard uh, the native she was with, with talking about the increase in criminal activities following the destruction of farmlands by illegal miners. So, like I said, so two things. So, not only do we see the destruction of farmlands, we also see a rise in criminal cases. So you will see that the extent of damage is not only on the physical as we see it, but there's also a heavy specu- uh, heavy security implication on um, in a place like Kwaibibi. I'm just focusing on this particular mm. story. We also read earlier, you know, and we got, a, I won't call it a rationalization, but farmers telling us that, look, it's now more profitable to give up their farms than to continue producing you know, cocoa. So, very interesting. I'm, I'm sure. If, if please, if you haven't seen the video, you can go to City Tube. Is there? You know, it, it was on CNR. You know, last night, so you can catch it again on 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 City Tube. Just so you can put the images to the voices. And Vivian tried very well to describe what it is she was seeing for those who may not have watched or for those who listened. So, really, it, it is it is grim. Mm. For me, on the, on the Galamsey matter, I've, I've gone through different phases. Mm. <laughs> I've gone through outrage, despair. It's like, it's like the five stages of grief. Yeah, I've gone through outrage, I've gone through despair, I've gone through frustration. Have you gone through denial? I'm a Not denial. Really. And then there's acceptance. I'm at acceptance right now. More outrage, it's, uh, acceptance, then we've gone back to do this report, and now I'm still at outrage. Again. For me, I'm at sheer shock. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think I'm with you on that because shock. I because of the scale of government, um, should we say the the renewed fight against it, right? With the revamping of the task force and renaming it, and with uh, John Jinapo, uh, sorry, um, Samuel Abujinapo coming out gung ho. I think, I, and and mm. truly, I think his in, his intent at least for me, came across as genuine. It, it, it looked as though he really had his sights set on tackling this with the full force of all of the resources he had at his disposal, collaborating with the security services. A year or so down the line, it, 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 it just, especially watching what Vivian and the team went to do in the Eastern region, you ask yourself, how did we get here? What what exactly went wrong? It, it's, it's just a reminder 
of that. I mean, we've been reading about it, but to see it laid bare like that, to hear her describe on air now and then to see the images of what exactly has happened to the land, to hear her speaking to the people in the area about how they've given up. Cuckoo farmers saying, listen, it's more profitable for farmers to give their land out to Galamseas because the government has not helped us. And it, it also lays bare our failure to support the cocoa sector to this degree so that now this is the option they have as far as survival and sustenance, right? So it's, I think the shock aspect, Nathan, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, seeing and hearing everything laid bare like this just again reemphasizes the fact that if we're not losing the fight, perhaps we've lost it. And it, 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 it kind of, there's a sense of desperation now. What are we going to do? What, what are we going to do to bring this around? I, I really don't know. Well, when, when I listened to the reports, you know, including the one we just played, the ones, a few things stand out for me and what we've not been able to do in all of this. Answer the livelihood question. Yes. If you listen to the cocoa farmer, for instance, if you mm-hmm. listen to some of the people who have been invested in this, who participate in this, the key actors on the ground, and by that I don't even mean the state, I mean the community members, the indigenous, livelihood. Okay, that's a question that has not been answered. Now, the case can be made for, is that an excuse to do this? But I'm still looking at the livelihood issue. Then two, the matter of justice in the way, from the perspective of, they look at the activities of large-scale miners, Mm -hmm. big firms as well who work in their communities, who benefit, and they don't get anything. Exactly. Um, There are reasons for that. So it comes down to rules, justice, fairness, and all this. Then, I I, I don't want, in, in a sense, the human character comes into play in this. Okay? It's hard to overlook. But it plays just the lack of morality in this. It's something we cannot also overlook. For the lack of understanding of the worth of our environment. And it goes very deep, that particular side. In our society, I, I, I don't think we revere the environment. This generation of ours reveres the environment as much as we should. Mm. If you listen to, again, some of the voices, they talk about, oh, in the past, it used to be like this. Mm-hmm. We used to do this. Mm-hmm. There was one voice you played where guy was like, oh, you should and he went, he even gave a timeline. He was like, oh, uh, four years ago, how do you say that in Chipo? <laughs> yeah, uh, four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he basically said to that four years ago, he could walk to his farm with just his cutlass or his machete. He doesn't need to carry water or anything, but now he's carrying water. So four years ago, there was a certain level of understanding that this is what we need to survive. But now, everybody has come to the conclusion that what we need to survive is under the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the soil. So we must dig there. And the, we, 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 I think it's a multifaceted problem with multifaceted solutions 
that has been discussed over and over again. That's where sometimes my despair sets in. Look, the researchers have done the work. Community leaders have done the work. The law is there. They've discussed it. What can be done? What cannot be done? And that's where, like I said, sometimes the my despair is. And that's why I take... I, I am with uh, Reverend Father Emmanuel Abekwe on page 36 of today's Daily Graphic, who says in all this, credibility is key. And I'm happy he, he, he mentions one thing, Kokuisa uh, Mens. As he's ending, he says, as of today, I dare say that the one institution that has proved itself credible in our war against the Galamsea threat is the media, mm. whose members have relentlessly pursued and kept the issue of Galamsey on the front burner all the while, risking their lives in reporting on the activities of illegal miners across Ghana. Now, I take solace in this because we won't stop doing this. Some people, some people ask, oh, no one will to me, is that all you can do? What mm-hmm. else can we do? Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that is all that we can do. We can go there. We can endanger ourselves. Vivian almost fell into a pit, she, into a, into a, pit, a sinkhole of some sort while she was yeah, there. Because it had been loosely covered up. People would have cried and done this and then just forgot exactly. that she was there trying to figure out why people are doing this and drawing attention. That is what we can do. We've been drawing attention to this for five or six years. Not, no progress that satisfies me as I sit here, has been made. We like to say the big things. We like to look good. We like to do the temporary things that gives us awards, gives us a couple of grants here and there. But it does not look like on the ground. Samens mentioned some towns he drove through prior to the report being done in the eastern region. I don't know those areas well, but he knows those areas. So he mentioned, he says, if you pass here, and you pass here, and you pass here, and you pass here. This was two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the road, just driving through town. Large swaths of this country in <laughs> five regions are basically gone as we speak. And it is ongoing. It is gone. And it is ongoing. <laughs> Central region. Kokui is giving up. <laughs> Western north. Western. Mm-hmm. Ashanti. Ashanti. And some parts. And some parts of, of, of the Bnu upper regions. So you have to And the pace at which we are going, and sometimes that's what I think the communication from the people who are supposed to show us the pictures properly, not us in the media. They also have access to data. Who do the monitoring? By that I mean the state. The sheer pace at which this is happening. You see, you can do a modeling. A year ago, or two years ago, this Galamsey was not going like this. We had Galamsey was going at a certain pace. What we've seen in the past year or so has been six or seven times what we used to see. So they are moving. If you do a modeling, if we could, we could safely say at the pace at which we are going, by mid-next year, 
this is the point we'll be at. Which is why Ghana Water Company Limited can get up and tell you that per their modeling because they have numbers. They know what they go through every day. That by this time and this time, we might not be able to give you water. So be careful. So for me, as I sit here today, credibility is what for me is missing. Hmm. Credibility. Yeah, because you see, like I said, what research hasn't been done again by ISE, sorry, by, by CESGIS, by Environmental and Sustainability Faculty, uh, Professor Chris Gordon and his folks, uh, Ghana Water, Ghana Water, Water Resources Commission, every in Arocha, City oh. FM, we have commissioned some independent academics, organizations, everybody has done the work. So why is it that progress is not being made? I'm saying, I'm siding with Reverend, Reverend Fatai Malala Bekwe. Credibility. The people who have to stop it. The people see them and are like, you are, ah, I'm digging the galamsey with you. You are coming to tell me I should stop. Why stop? You are just bigger than I am. But we are all galamseyers, one way or the other. And you see, I've always said this, just to wrap up. Communities know themselves. Communities know who the bad people are. So, on the matter of credibility, you might say, oh, as for me, I'm leading the fight against Galamse. But I come from a particular community where every boy, girl, child, man, woman, leader knows that, ah, if you are looking for the person who digs the Galamse, yeah. it is Nathan. Mm-hmm. But this same Nathan, <laughs> if you go, is a community leader you will meet on the podium saying, let us not dig Galamse. But everybody in the community knows that he's the one who does Galamse. That is the problem we have. And that is why, in my estimation, we are struggling. Because there are too many faces that a lot of people within those communities do not trust. Because they will feel like, oh, stop. Why should I stop? You are still digging. I met your man last week. Digging. Why should I stop? Mm-hmm. And that is why we are not moving. That is how I wrap up some I'm despair. You despair. I, 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 I am <laughs> despairing. You are still in shock. I haven't reached despair. I'm yet. in despair, some I, well, I think despair. I think what we want to do uh, next is to organize a trip for all of you. Mm, okay. To just go and and see Let's what see. we are talking about. You know, um, I you know the week before last when we were talking about this the Bangalamse, I. I looked at it from within a certain context, you know. Now, visiting the places again, I'm I'm more confused than before, you know. Um, And and there's one point that Godfrey made that, look, I think has different um, Different, facets, you know. Uh, Which is a point I'd made that the effort of Abu Jinnapur's ministry alone Will not, will not, will not scratch even the surface, and the reasons are, are many. As we know, you even alluded to it, that we hear and see the lands ministry, mm-hmm. you know, after Galamsey trying to put things together, but it, it requires a certain multi-sectorial mm-hmm. um, approach mm-hmm. that can actually um, arrest the situation. And we here are calling for a ban, not because we want to displace people from from their uh, what you know how they end their daily bread, but a ban in order for us to to review the entire space and then put proper structures on how to 
okay while we were in the village and the, you know the, the the places that you you saw in the video are places i have lived before mm. you so know the, and the, 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 the river you are talking i have drunk some before <laughs> i have drunk from the pram i have drunk from that day so myself is not and i didn't go there for excursion i was living there mm. so i understand going to farm crossing the pram river to our farm and drinking from the river mm. And now you go and you can't even touch the river. Mm. You can't touch it much more to drink. I mean, mm-hmm. drinking is not something that will occur to you. <laughs> looking because at the river now. Looking at what you see for a river. I mean, it's sad. And we haven't even talking, talked about aquatic life. Yeah. Look, we were there for a whole day. And since we've been back, we are still treating skin Mm. Problems. Yeah. Yes. And this is without you even touching the water. We we never touched any water. So you can imagine what's happening mm-hmm. to the people who are mm-hmm. entrapped mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. community. So it's 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 so huge a problem that I I don't know what set objectives and what will be the the boxes that will be taken to. To assure ourselves that we are winning this galamsey thing. I mean, you can justify it. And when you speak with the young people in it, I mean, they will tell you. In fact, one guy told me something which made me think. He said to me that. <laughs> No, as far as he's concerned, he's never heard of any band before. He was very busy. Oh, one guy actually told me that he he doesn't care if they shoot him. If the soldiers come and they shoot him, he doesn't care. He he won't stop doing it because that's the only thing he knows he can do. I mean, is is you see, it's gotten so deeply rooted that, that they've, they've got nothing to lose. They, they, don't, they don't think they have anything to lose, you know. And in another, they they actually don't even think it's galamsey. They just think it's a way of life. And it's very complex because some of the places are actually proper concessions, but those who own the concessions. Because if they want to apply the regular machinery and professionalism in mining, their gains will be less. What they do is that they also sublet the concessions. They cut portions and give out to these artisanal miners, community groups to also mine and then they share the proceeds. So they will tell that oh we are uh, elite elite for uh, concession and I'm also amayebi so we are we are doing it's like the way they do farming so they've given you a por- a portion mm-hmm. to also dig and the pain is how it's affecting water security which is the point that we are making the drinking water in the entire village is gone the entire village look. From a cropon, which is in the trans, uh, roads minister, road, road minister's constituency, Achima Kropon, moving into Kwamai, into Techimai, 
which is now entering entering the Kwaibi brain place that we talk about, all the way to Pramkesi. And then you also go on your left side all the way to Bueduya to Akwetia. Everything is gone. Every stream, every river is gone. And it is it is affecting the environment, that's one. It's affecting the water, drinking water, and more importantly, water for farming. Water for farming is just not there anymore. <clears throat> you heard the chemistry of this whole thing when uh, uh, Professor Gordon spoke. The kind of chemicals that we are releasing into the system. And it's just destroying farmlands. Now we come to cocoa, which we, we saw last yeah. night on Siena. The cocoa farms, if in another five years we still have cocoa plantations in that area, <laughs> then God has done something. <laughs> because there will be no cocoa farms left. And the reasons are very simple. One is more profitable financially to just go and do your galamsey. Because as they say, they'll tell you that all the biggest houses here are owned by Galamsey people. people. Secondly, the cocoa yields have been dwindling over time. Mm -hmm. Payments are always delayed and people don't think that is value for money. Third and most serious issue is that labor for cocoa is just not available anymore. The labor in we need to just manage our cocoa farms just not there. The average cocoa farmer in that area is from forty-five mm. to seventy years old. Aging. You are you hardly ever get a twenty-year-old involved in cocoa farming because it's not profitable and if, if if for the last 15 to 20 years these same people have been doing cocoa with dwindling fortunes you think they will allow their children to go and do no, cocoa clearly not. they will them to go in nothing a to show direction. for it nothing so, yeah. to show. and so now they are willingly giving up their cocoa farms so that the younger people will make more money as they say, to build their communities. When we went to Kwame, we met the chief. The chief said that as far as he's concerned, what they are doing is not galamsey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, You know, so he's saying that, look, then he now starts, look at our roads. Our roads are not good. And these are the people who come and help us. You know. And we had a very strange experience somewhere. We, we attributed it to some rather superstitious <laughs> something. You know, we went to a particular, um, how would they say, a hamlet. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And behind the hamlet, we didn't know that there was so much going on there. Because they had a huge heap of the earth mm-hmm. apparently they were digging behind <laughs> so we only noticed it because we flew there mm-hmm. 
the drone. The drone. That's that's how we saw that. Apparently, Charlie, there were about fifty to hundred people working actively digging. Yes, digging. Light broad. Broad daylight. Oh, but. We went, we, we got connections. So we, 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 we went to the assemblyman for the area. So he started shouting and called out the, 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 the leader. Kokui, we don't know what happened. The leader came and was, oh, then I have to call my boss. And said, but, ah, but, um, we also spoke, we to the, we spoke to the chief and the chief said we can be here. Within five minutes, the kind of rainfall that beat us in there. <laughs> <laughs> the torrential rain that visited us within that you just had to we had to leave to leave the place. It rained so hard we had to leave. In fact we had to run away from the place. So but the chief he said you know he like public toilet <laughs> and they are rude. That's his concern. But the river there is point. He said the river that's why there's a safe resource and fire home. But we, it rained so hard, yeah. we had to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Once we left the village, it stopped raining. But yeah. <laughs> actually, that's true. Yeah. There so was not a it. single drop yeah. of rain mm-hmm. anywhere else. That's very true. This is it. <laughs> we, we don't know where. Right, the right, right, right. So <laughs> <laughs> How is it you were able to? I mean, you you counted them, everything is being done so blatantly. Are you telling me all of this task force effort and security for what is it beyond them? Have have they? I I don't understand this. The chief chief asked me a question, yes, which question I think we should all think through. Mm -hmm. He said, Look at me, say, Papa, look at me. Do I look like somebody who gives mining concessions and license? <laughs> I said no. He said, ah, "What's why nobody glances a free crime?" The person comes. Me, I'm a chief. They come and talk to me. The land is available, and they All we do is to ask that they develop our community for us. And the thing, and they are saying that even if. Me, the chief, a poor chief like me, I want to stop it. I don't even have the resources to stop it. Hmm. <laughs> wow. You can send in your thoughts. 0549 We'll get back to this, but uh, your money is next. Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Alright, Koku has a segment for us. Koku hmm. Wednesday, midweek. Yeah, it's hump day. <laughs> hump day tip. Look, if you can, carpool. If you can. Because, Charlie, the fuel prices are... I'm sure a lot of you have been trying to already. Some people are just leaving their cars at home altogether. Some have the luxury of doing that, right? Um, those who can still move around without driving. But even having said that, transportation fares also have gone up. So, I mean... 
you have to just find the best option for you. But for those who don't have the luxury of leaving a car at home completely, see if you can pair up with someone who has a similar route to you. Maybe you work close to each other or at the same place just to try and save a bit and you can share the fuel cost because, Charlie, the way things are going, yeah, yeah, it's small. That's my hump day tip, Nathan. Very simple and short. I don't want trouble. It's a company. Yeah. All right, that was your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Sending your comments on 0549-986-996. Now, GCB is saying you stand to gain more when you bank at GCB. GCB is the biggest and largest bank or your biggest and largest bank. And it's giving salary account customers more in the GCB Gain More promo. Um, get up to 300,000 CDs as a loan at competitive interest rate and repay in 60 months at reduced upfront uh, upfront fees. Pay no monthly fees for 6 months and you can get an instant reward when you make a deposit into your salary account and benefit from a free life insurance cover for 1 year. Remember the promo lasts until April 2023. T's and C's apply. GCB is your bank for life. And Richoko, your favorite cocoa beverage made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, is back with the National Essay Competition. A total of 100,000 Ghana CDs in cash prizes is up for grabs to all junior high and upper primary pupils. To participate, write an essay describing five things you'd like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. Essays must be handwritten and not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. Submit your essay along with empty packs of either Richoko 1 kilogram or 5 grams. 500 grams or five packs of Richoco 20 grams and they complete the contact information and send to selected vantage points across the country. The deadline for submission is 19th November. Visit the Cadbury Richoco Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. And people are always searching for convenience and a simple and easy life. And with Pokua, you get just that. Pokua is a virtual assistant from Star Assurance. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. She responds quickly and effectively to your specific needs. Chat with Pokua today on WhatsApp number 0242. 436160. You can also dial star 713 star 222 hash. Star Assurance, your solid partner. That's any of your messages on 0549-986-996. So, I mean, if, if you just tuned in, we are talking about Galamsey. Of course, the premise is uh, the city newsroom visit to Kwaibibrim mm. to just to bring to life the damage that illegal mining or galamsey is, is, is causing in certain parts of the country. And so if you are wondering why we are talking about galamsey this morning, well, that's happening. Like I said, on the legal side, Aisha Huang's case at the High Court opens to the state to open its case against Aisha Huang today um, at the um, High Court. So that's the 11 witnesses have been lined up and the first of them is scheduled to take the stand Today, so we'll see how this case evolves because it's very important in our fight against Galamsey to see what exactly is done to people who are caught. She's been slapped with charges and she's been hauled before the law. And we hope that it won't be the end. We hope that a lot of other people will be picked up as well. And like we've been saying, work 
So a key part of this fight against Galamse is actually grabbing people who are doing this. Not only the people at the bottom of the pyramid, but leading, getting those people and letting them lead us to the higher ups so they also face the law and then we can get going to build some credibility um, so that Governor Reverend Abekwe or Reverend Father Abekwe will be happy. Because he says we lack credibility. And once that element is absent from this fight, winning it is, is almost impossible. You see, and it's good you've mentioned this trial. It's one of those avenues. One to build credibility? Yes, one of many. Okay. Because legitimately, when she, the reports emerged the first time that she had been let go as the outcome of some sort of diplomatic discourse mm-hmm. between Ghana and China, there was a lot of credibility. People were outraged. Charlie, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult. I, I think even this Aisha one thing, it, it still will be difficult. Hmm. It will be difficult. <laughs> we, in the village where we went, we saw Chinese people there. Hey, ask you yeah, 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 yeah. We saw, Chinese, saw people. Chinese people there. Yeah. Like, they are there, plenty. They are there. Uh, 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 authorities, if you don't know, go to Achimkwa. They are there. They are there yeah, mining. Seen them. Well, that's my point. How do they not know? They've seen them. The one that I saw, the... I saw the guy, Chinese guy, be, and they are driving him, sitting behind the car. Oh, oh, and, and, no, boss. Boss. Uh, boss. And, boss. And, and they are there digging. And in fact, the guy who conducted us around said something. He said the night before, he was going into one village and the guys had blocked the the road. They had blocked the road because putting some some heavy machinery. Mm. So they had blocked the road. So they had to wait for almost for them to offload their machinery that they were taking into the forest. And nobody sees this? Because they say that they have license. You see, this is the point I'm making. Somebody is still, still giving out licenses. So that's why we are saying, let's ban the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's review the thing. Even if the law permits, let's review the law that permits. Whether in 2022 is good for us or is bad for us. As simple as that. Because you can't use a 1960 law to mm. govern how we live our lives today. <laughs> if the thing is hurting yeah. us. Yeah. And do we need to ask whether it's hurting us? <laughs> no, it's very obvious. It's very mm. clear. And people should get up and doing. Because, look, the Environment Ministry, Sanitation Ministry, Lands Ministry, Local Government Ministry. Look, I don't know which ministry can take themselves out of this. Everybody must be involved. Mm. And indeed, it has to be a presidential energy that they require. Because, you see, one or two ministries will never solve this problem. Even the police people, when they go there, what can they do? What can they do? Hmm. The guy was telling me that, oh, what did soldier for Bahakra? Now, soldier for Sia never more money than he He says that when the soldiers come and they see them, uh, they, they, they just come and they, they, they now turn into the people who are rather protecting us. Not because we give them money or anything. Because they see our hustle. Hmm. And so this thing is not a touch and go thing that, oh, you you sit in it, you do announcement, now that people will stop. No. Uh, somebody says the ban is only in Accra. Mm. Yeah, he said, 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 he
So it means that for him, and truth, some of the look, one river, Adensu, one river that I I knew when we were kids. That a lot of my friends used to swim in it. I didn't know how to swim, so mm-hmm. they have turned the river upside down. They have dug out the river. If you saw that the, 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 the Vivian was standing on on a, on a, on an excavator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. place. That's the river bed is where the excavator is. They've dug it out. If you know the area when you are living, you, you were friends saying Techiman to Duchi. That that stretch. They have turned the whole river outside, blocked the river channel, and are digging. So how do we sit and then think that people have licenses so they should do things the way they are doing? So we say, ban it temporarily, deal with the issues, stop who has to be stopped, relocate who has to be relocated, re-engage who has to be re-engaged, because there are occupational elements here. People need their daily bread. How do we deal with it? We are not saying that let's be ruthless. We are saying that let's keep engaging, but let's increase the tempo, because this thing is eluding us we think that we are solving it with speeches. No. No way. But it's important that at all times we we illustrate the the, the negatives of what we are doing to ourselves. Mm. Because some people cannot appreciate it because oh that I'm saying there's a moral there's a morality thing. You can sit in Accra and talk about the morality of Galamse, but when you get into the village, the right. word morality will not even occur mm-hmm. to you. It becomes a survival, survival game. Thing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to the line. Let's speak to Dr. Yao. Dr. Yao Moyao Osei. He's executive director of Green Advocacy Ghana. They are putting together a symposium to, on the impact of, of Galamse. And he will be on the panel. So let's get his thoughts. Um, Dr. Moyao Osei, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Yao Moyao Osei. Okay, okay, Mr. Okay, Mr. Yao. I mean, I say thank you for that correction. Um, yes. Before we even get into what you'll be discussing today, just your initial thoughts on the war against Galamse, how well or and how well or badly we've done, and just your general impressions on how we've gone about this whole thing of trying to fight illegal mining. In- um, yes, the, the way we have uh, clearly shows that we, we lack the in-depth understanding of the scope of complexity of the Galamse problem. We are just using some short fix methods, uh, but the, the, the problem is deep-rooted, and our strategy must be equally very organized, see, so that we can uproot the very basis of the problem. And then... Uh, uh, we have we, we held a number of uh, media encounters. I mean, as uh, far back as uh, 2017, uh, with the media coalition on Galamse. Um, we are the International Association for Impact Assessment, the Ghana affiliate, and we made a number of recommendations, uh, but which were were set aside, and then we jumped quickly into uh, the so-called um, community mining. Uh, which has also uh, tend to be a total disappointment. So this time, we want to bring attention to 
the right procedure and strategy to use to deal with the problem once and for all. Because we realize that if we do not take advantage of this government and uh, its pronouncement, its the goodwill that it enjoys, as far as Galamse is concerned, then we would have lost it and we'll be doomed. So uh, this is what we are looking forward to. And uh, as you can see from the um, the title of the symposium, um, the Galamse Menace, what legacy are we living? Are we living behind? And um, we hope to, you know, uh, look at the environmental dimension of this problem, which has always eluded us and which has always made us miss the mark in taming Galamse. So this time, we're going to emphasize a lot on this. And we hope that the policymakers would give attention to them. We're looking forward to environmentally responsive mining procedures and legacy, um, very strong institutional legacy for the mining sector, and environmentally sustainable mining regime, you know, for Ghana. See, and uh, we'll be recommending um, environmental cooperatives to replace small-scale mining and the community mining. And the cooperatives would have to operate along similar lines as the recognized large-scale mining, which are, you know, regulated by international standards. And this is what we will be advocating for. And how we can arrive at this will be some okay. of the things that will be discussed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just finally, can you just give us a few details as to where this symposium is happening, who can attend, and maybe a few other necessary details for those who are interested? Yes, uh, the symposium is taking place at the, at the SEPRI, CSIR. Um, behind the former uh, Novotel, uh, no, 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 the former uh, Golden Tulip, Golden Tulip Hotel, sorry, yes, yes. Uh, Golden Tulip Hotel, uh, now Lancaster, yeah. So that is where it will be held in their conference room, and the time is 4 p.m. And we have invited almost uh, all the institutions you can imagine, all the ministries and uh, agencies uh, that have anything to do with uh, not only mining but resources, water, forest, land, soil, um, all of them, the CSIL Institute, whom we are collaborating with. And, of course, the Media Coalition, uh, who has been a long-time partner. And then, of course, this time with also City uh, TV. Um, and, and so everybody is invited. Um, our members will be there, members of the Ghana Affiliate of the International Association for Impact Assessment. They will all be there. All right, thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. And, and we'll be there as well. That was Mr. Yao Amoyawase. He's the executive director of the Green Advocacy Ghana. They're putting together a symposium today on the impact of Galamse, and they've themed it the Galamse Menace. What legacy are we leaving? And like he said, it's at 4 p.m. at the CSIR that's um, uh, behind the former Golding Tulip um, Hotel. So if you, if you have the time, please go sit and listen and, and get some greater understanding um, on this fight against um, Galamse. You know, <laughs> Koku and, and, and Samens and, and Godfrey, what I think about all of this, I one question I always ask, so is it that when we go onto the field, we take our pictures, videos, we put together the report, is it that the stakeholders don't see or is they are overwhelmed? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I go back to 
maybe there's a disconnection between all the necessary stakeholders. So I, th- I think that's the point. Yeah. I think that's. What I think I think that's the point. Disconnection in the chain. Yeah. How we appreciate the enormity yeah. of the problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, because everybody is looking at the elephant from their own perspective and solving what they see mm-hmm. without understanding the fuller picture. You know, and that's 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 my thinking. That just we have not captured the the full stretch of the problem mm-hmm. because it's not it's not a, a one size fits all where just by Announcing that people should stop, <laughs> then they will stop. No or kicking people with sticks and shooting, then they will stop. It, it, no, it's not going to happen that way. In fact, if you don't believe me, just look at what we've done in the last 10 years with this galaxy. Mm-hmm. We, we've tried the different approaches and we still are where we are. Mm-hmm. But how do we mobilize ourselves with a, a more concerted and deliberate ah. approach with this intersectorial thing that we, we talk about, you know. And and look, every discussion we are having has been had before. Every discussion. There's nothing new we are saying I'm deliberate enough. Because we actually go and initiate the action with exemptions. We go and say that, oh, let's stop them, but... but you can register an excavator. Hello, you can... Oh, there's always <laughs> some, you can, some you kind of... You can with a uh, license. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's end it, but... There's always a but. Why? The thing hmm. is destroying us. It is destroying us. And look, if you are from the Eastern region, Ashanti region, please visit your village. Visit your village... And come and tell us what you are seeing there. Take pictures and send to us. Because you see, we will keep talking about this galamsey until something happens. Because if you take this problem and leave it in the hands of politicians, we are doomed forever. If we leave this galamsey problem in the hands of politicians alone, we are in trouble. We are in a bigger trouble. If we don't energize the media and the CSOs to keep the fire burning on this galamsey, that look because it's a very difficult thing, and politicians they always take the path of least resistance and con- path of convenience. The one that's convenient that will give them a bigger platform to talk, they will use it. But a difficult one, even within the government, there are some people who are supposed to do that thing, but because they know that it's an unpopular thing, they will go and hide. They'll go and hide and be calling on other people. Meanwhile, you are chopping the money. <laughs> so it's not easy. But this is where we are. Our backs against the wall. Water is going. Farmlands are going. It's threatening our the mainstay of our economy. Agriculture. agriculture. It is threatening us. They are talking about... You see, they were talking about cocoa farms. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nathan... Within the, that enclave of cocoa farms, no, you have cocoa yam. Mm-hmm. You have plantains. Plantain. You have cassava. All these things are being wiped off. Mm-hmm. And those are those are the things we eat here. They are being wiped off because somebody is sitting down saying that well they have to survive. Mm-hmm. 
What about all of us? If yes. they have to survive, what about us? Yeah, and the thing is, the only people who are in luck at times are people who don't have rivers in their areas. Ah. Now nobody will come and dig it. <laughs> nobody will come and, you know. But when they're done with the rivers, they'll now look for something else to, to dig into. No, they are digging any, any soil they see you. And when you see the dirty river, it doesn't mean that they are digging inside the river. They are actually, they put their chamfer in the river, carry the earth into the river, because it's free water to wash the thing. And they will wash, and oh, Charlie, the way they are depleting the thing, eh, mobile. You see, when the people with money come, they will come and do the first, the first phase of it. (laughs) And then when they go out, the Sankwas people too will come. come and then they will come and redo the thing. So they are washing the thing dry. That area there, drinking water is gone. Can you imagine going into your farm with pure sachet uh, yeah. water? Your own farm with sachet water. Can you imagine? And how many of them can can even afford it on a sustainable basis? It's six hundred. What? No, they can't. Is a bag or ten? So we we never went to the farm mm-hmm. with any water. Never ever. Not even food. <laughs> Those days when we we're going to the farm, the only things we needed apart from the farm implements is matches. To light the fire and cook your food. That is the only thing you needed. That's the only thing. Matches. That's the only thing you needed. Water for what? There's a stream here. They have dug the thing inside out, messed it up totally, and they are at it seriously. They're not going they to end now. Night and day. Oh, and as for the Chinese people, they are, they, they are specialists in the night work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turning the thing upside down. Messing the environment, but I mean, when we see them coming, don't we ask them what they have come to do here? Yeah, we are we, we are media. We are not immigration people. We are not foreign affairs people. You do your diplomacy, but don't you see what is going on? I mean, I never came here to mention Chinese people before, but this one I saw them with my eyes in Kwame. <laughs> And they are messing everything up. And we are doing diplomacy. Those who are still giving the license, they should be arrested and jailed even before we go to the Gamsay people. Because some people are still giving licenses. If you give license and what they are using the license for is being proven to de- to be detrimental to our <laughs> very why existence. Are you still why, is still, why is the license still valid? Let's withdraw the license. Let's ban the thing. Let's review the processes. Now, determine who should be giving license, who should not be giving license. South Africa is also into mining. <laughs> Have we seen this useless thing happening there in South Africa? And no all way. the other countries doing mining? No way. Ah, what is this? Mm. Just two things before you go another one crowd that (laughs) even you know the the pram river has this fetish thing Mm. that they have so when we're kids during Ohum festival the leaders of the town will walk uh, with the drumming thing and they'll go and do the 
the thing they do, no poor libation. They cannot say people have gone to. They have gone to take the the the. They turn the God away somewhere. No, um, they see umwaja, umwatwachini baby. They have they have dislocated the fetish man, and they have dug the thing inside. That too. Yes. Clearly. No, no. I'm saying that the thing is is serious. So when the thing has gotten to know. If the community can do this to themselves, yes. the belief systems that hold them together is now under attack. <laughs> and the, the young people will say that oh, more, more bear, no more free other play like they come we from Odan, Akwitia, they are the people who have the money and they come and do this. But you sat down for them to do it. Mm. You also have a chief. In fact, the guy who was complaining is the Tufuhini of the area. Hey. Is a tufu he knew that the guy is so bitter about what is going on. He can't get support to stop. He says that he doesn't have the resources. I mean, he he himself is an employee of a mining company. Ah, I see. And so he's in a good position to compare how it's done. He said, so this so is a sanctioned mining company. Exactly. Okay. And he he says that we look we look on. For this thing to go on helplessly. It's a very complex thing. Very, very complex thing. Mm -hmm. If they are defying their own deities to Mm -hmm. get Galamse, what wouldn't they defy? Mm -hmm. Mm. What is there to fear when you have money? Mm-hmm. Money takes away mm-hmm. all fear. What is there to fear? Mm-hmm. Money no, takes away. Just, just quickly, Samens, two things, two quick points. On this, and the day I was giving you my tips, oh yeah, I told you one of them sounded almost too radical, especially for and I'm very very, especially for somebody who lived in China for a very long time. Okay, but I think our authorities need to attach a bit more rigor mm-hmm. in identifying who they allow in. Okay. When it comes, because you see, it's not anecdotal. The mm. numbers support it that we have a significant number of people from a particular place who are engaged in this. Most countries, as soon as they identified this, simply put in place barriers. Thank you. They won't say they have stopped you. No. But if you are coming to Ghana, okay, what are you coming to do? You are from this place. Ah, okay, I'm a trader. The kind of questions you get asked the kind of documentation you might have to show over a period of time, the message goes around that. It is not that easy to get into Ghana. So you you kind of naturally sift yeah. you know, the process. If you understand the point I'm trying to well, make. But some countries are blatant only, about only it. Only last month, didn't the UAE do the same thing? Oh, yeah. Some countries are very blatant. They will miss the countries. Didn't the UAE do the banned. same thing? That they have reviewed the visa yeah, government policy so, for X number of countries. Yes, that's what you've been doing. They are not saying don't come, but you need to qualify up to a certain level to be able to come. It's as simple as that. You understand? So they might need to put that in place. You see, the reason why it's important that they do is, and I, if you follow the literature, the nature of uh, mining changed when there was that clash of cultures. Hmm. DS and ours. Hmm. So you realize that a lot of the new technology that advanced this 
including what you call chamfa. Chamfa is not an English word. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Comes from there. Of not. So they invented the technology for this. Hmm. The mining pits technology that we are using came from their coal mining technology. But would they do Buffett, this there? You know the worst part. Which is the worst the part. The worst part, and I say this with a heavy heart, is that Chinese people are still advertising in in China about destination Ghana for Galamsey. Mm. No. You don't say heavy advertisement going on. If you want to go and do Galamsey in Ghana, this of course they don't call it Galamsey, they say mining. No. They're still doing it. So what? yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that that might be one of the first things that we can do to stem the flow. Because you see, over a period of time, if you realize when the Shanxi people realize that oh, when you come to Ghana, you can do this, and everybody from that province moved to Ghana. It was like they opened the floodgates. <laughs> everybody from this province, let's go. They got rich, and then they came. I don't know why we did not recognize the fact that this is what had happened, and said, okay, we are going to tighten it a bit. Of course, I understand. Mm. But we need to because we are at that point. Mm. Mm. We are at that point. So don't say you won't let them come. But there has to be a bit more rigor to who you allow in. Simple. You understand? Simple, simple. Law and order. Simple. Yeah, yeah, there has to be a lot more rigor to who you allow in. And we might be halfway to making some progress with just that step. Simple. Because what that does is, most of them, if they are not here, don't bring the investment because they won't trust you with it. Mm-hmm. They like to supervise their own work. So they are there physically. The money is there. The money is sitting at the concession site. That is why they are there. They are the money. Hmm. You understand? So if they can't come in, they are not going they to send the money. Send if they send the money via wire, at least our systems are in place. Yoko, financial crime services. They, you they, can track the money. Charlie. So you've halved the problem. They now know that it's difficult for a Chinese person to come here and legitimately acquire a license. So, so they f- they look out for people with licenses who don't have the money, and then they back them with the money. One time, one time, <laughs> you need to make some changes. And the places they are prepared to enter, you Ghana man, you <laughs> go. So by the by the time we we wake up one day, we will be left with nothing, and they'll just say bye bye to us. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. We'll go through a couple of them in a bit. But some people enjoy coaching their football teams from the comfort of their couch. I know I do. Some people love to visit the sweet-smelling perfume shops in France from their phones. Others appreciate comedy shows. And Surfline knows all of this. That's why they want you to top up more, get a Surfline device, and experience countless uninterrupted hours of fun. You also get to qualify for a free, a free voucher to Surfline partners like X-Men, Cheesy Pizza, Doman Foods, and Body Basics. So top up and get a Surfline device today and enjoy all the things you love to enjoy. Surfline, better together. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. On your max. Get set. Street beat. Go! 
Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Your thoughts and comments are welcome on 0549986996. All right, let's um, let's uh, switch track slightly. Koki, let's let's talk about learning. Yes, learning is always fun. It, Acquiring it, it's, knowledge. It's so it's such an important part of a child's <laughs> development that you, you you know as a parent you're always in this constant state mm-hmm. of flux. You're like okay can't get this wrong. <laughs> and, and, you know, with education, there's, there's always so much innovation and evolution yeah. and technology is always changing and learning methods and teaching methods. And, you know, globally, people are always reviewing curricula to, to, to stay in tandem with the times. And so you're always, you're constantly thinking, you know, as a parent, am I educating my children the right way? You know, yeah. it's that constant question, question as they move uh, up the education ladder So it's an interesting conversation I think we're about to yeah. have Yes yeah. and, and we brought, uh, we've got somebody Who understands a lot about teaching Oh and yes yeah, Professor Fred Magbagonluri He's president of Academic City College And he's a founder of Sparks Learning Experience This part we didn't know Usually would associate prof Hi welcome Thank Good you morning. Thank you for having me n- n- Nice to have you We usually associate you with Sparks Learning uh, Not Sparks Learning Experience Academic, uh, Academic City, City But yes. this, is, this is a new one The last time you were here we're talking about the official unveiling of Academic City. We're here correct. to talk about something new that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Sparks Learning Experience, what's, what's that all about? Oh, boy. Um, so the bottom line is that it's a crash to okay. senior high school endeavor. And, okay. you know, Mandela once said, education is the most powerful weapon to use to change the world. Mm. And I think that most powerful tool is STEAM education. Okay. You know, an early focus on science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics is really what is going to shape in the future for us as okay. a developing nation. Okay. And so Sparks tries to empower kids at a very, very early stage um, with the ability to put things together, break things apart, um, facilitate an environment that makes learning more enjoyable, um, less painful, and Look, I've been thinking about Sparks ever since I was a kid. I think I I built it to satisfy the yearning that this is the way I would have wanted to be taught. I see. I see. I like this. Yeah. And I'm glad you included steam and you know people we still use stem a lot here yeah, the a in arts that's what some of us are the arts people <laughs> yeah, so i like i like the emphasis those on who are steam. Not gifted with numbers and <laughs> tech and can't do equations that kind of thing we are happy i mean so so you've spoken about what it's about but yeah. let's talk about why it is important to yeah. introduce stem to children at at a young age yeah so you know when we went to secondary school you had to wait till form three to get to declare, basically, if you wanted to go into the science, the arts, or business. And I think it's actually too late at that point. Um, inhibitions have set in, preferences have come about. But if you start STEAM at a very early age, kids are usually uninhibited. Uh, they are very experimental. They, they like to facilitate their own environment. So I think it empowers kids at a very early age, basically to step away from the fear factor and to really enjoy learning. For me, as a science student, learning was always a chore. Mm. I was always <laughs> frightened. I would sit in the exam room and I'm sweating on my back. Mm. And I said, is that really what learning should all be about? Or it should be something that you want to wake up to every day? You know, and about two years ago, we started ice team, which is basically a, a STEM school as well. 
And we had a kid who would wake up at four on STEM days and tell dad, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and that is what I wish that, you know, I see. would have been my case. But unfortunately, I had to wait many years later to do this at Nandam Secondary School. So I want to break that cycle. That is really mm-hmm. the intent. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, as a professor in the classroom, the kids come in at various levels of competency. And I always feel that something else could have been done before they got into the classroom because coming into engineering with weak fundamentals can be a challenge. So why don't we do it early? Mm. Nice. Okay. So tell us about the curricula that's available at Sparks. So Sparks, we have the American curriculum, obviously. Mm. Um, I'm I'm a product of that. Um, And GES, we're going to do the standard Ghana curriculum but we're going to do it the way that it was originally intended to. Not in a 200-student classroom, (laughs) um, hands-on, using local materials to teach, uh, using bananas to make pianos. Um, So that is what we want to do. Our syllabi in this country, or syllabus, has never been a bad one. The deployment has always been the problem. I, th- I actually think I agree with him I see. on that one. Okay, so what characteristics would you say a Sparks graduate should possess? So, you know, when I look at the future, I'm looking at that four-year-old kid, mm. boy or girl, child, knowing how to program, starting to program at four, mm. flying drones at six, or even four, designing them using... Industry standards software like Solid Model, which is which is we're teaching that right now. Solid modeling that's what GE will use. That's what Siemens will use, and build that drone, you know. And then by the time they are 18 years old, whether they have a college degree, whether they want to go to college or not, they have skill set, deplorable skill set that they can actually get a job for. Mm -hmm. That is really their intent. The intent is not just degrees upon degrees, but skills. Mm. And for me, skills is knowledge in motion. And that is what our kids ought to have. We need to know what is inside a computer, not the fact that it simply works. The secret about life is always in the encapsulation, and we need to unravel that mm. for our kids. Great. You, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you talk about all of this, mm. and I juxtapose it to what you said earlier about STEAM, science, tech, engineering, art. So, for example, yeah. for a child who mm-hmm. is gifted yeah. with speech and maybe not gifted with mm-hmm. numbers yeah. how how will such a, a child fare in this environment yeah. where you're talking about building yeah. breaking things yeah. down understanding yeah. how yeah. things are i'm just curious that's a fair question but how do we know that the kids are not gifted in numbers okay we don't know that when a kid is three years old how do we know they are not gifted we just have to expose them to that environment mm. try to tease out their natural talent i mean i was in middle school from one and i couldn't do long division wow. for heaven's sake i went to mit mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what was in that environment that prevented <laughs> me from being able to do that i couldn't do that because 99 percent of the time i was sitting in the classroom and i was hungry <laughs> <laughs> so what does long division mean to, an, to, a, to a hungry stomach? Yeah. So I, I think we need to create a level playing field for the kids. We need to throw a lot of things at them and then see what sticks. And sometimes also in our environment where kids have learning challenges, we just push them into the mainstream and then we tease them, we mock them, and then we break them into pieces. Why don't you segregate them? 
and bring them that specialized attention. So I don't think kids are not gifted in anything. Okay. I think we don't give them the right conditions to try. To try. I, wish, I, I'm, I want to pay my kids to <laughs> sparks already. Goodness. Okay, so what advice do you have for parents like me who want to enroll their children in a high-quality early development program like Sparks? So call us. Um, <laughs> we are located on One University Avenue near Ashasi University. Okay. Um, you can reach us on 055 Zero zero three six six zero six again zero five five zero zero three six six zero six and come and begin this beautiful journey with us. Mm. <laughs> Simple Amazing. and sweet. Yeah. Simple and sweet. I mean final words. Final words, prof. Well, we have a nation to build hmm. and we have to be intentional about it. We are not going to get lucky. We've tried many educational programs over the last sixty, seventy years maybe 150 years, it's time to start looking at education differently. What we are starting at Sparks is a revolution, a revolution to take your kids on a renewed journey that will bring the fullest potential out of them, to give them skill set, employable skill set, and to transition them away from just unanswered stories, <laughs> to build the workforce of the future, and without steam, we are going to continue to struggle as a developing nation. Mm. Prof, thank you so, so much. Thank, thank you so you. much. That was uh, Professor good. Fred Magbagon Louis. He's president of Academic City College. That everybody knew. And about this new thing, <laughs> found out <laughs> of Sparks Learning Experience. Koku, maybe we should sign up. You never know. Even for us adults, we may discover something interesting. You want to, you want to like, sign up ahead of time for when you and Gina have kids. <laughs> That's you right. You have to put your kid on the waiting list <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. for, like, 2028 20, No, my, my kid and myself. <laughs> we'll all so go and learn. Go, yeah. Well, that's actually what we're going to do. Before your kids get admitted, ah, we have to sit with the parents and the kid. Okay. Mm. So that we can set expectations. Great. Well, right. Thank you so, so <laughs> thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. So, listening to the City Breakfast Show, um, the only Ghana pay mobile money service app is here. You can send and receive money at zero transaction fees, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank account, and do so much more. You can also register, or before that, you can download the app from the App Store or Play Store and register by dialing star 707 hash and visiting any branch of your selected bank term to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay Transaction BI free. You only pay e-levy. Ghana Pay your money your way. Ghana Pay is a Gibbs and Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. Now, Real Pedigree recognizes its kind. The star has found its way home to CFA Ghana, your preferred automobile company present in Ghana for 113 years. We are excited to announce our new partnership with the global automobile giant Mercedes-Benz, making us the new sole authorized distributor for Mercedes-Benz cars in Ghana. The preparation of a new showroom is underway to immerse you into a new world of Mercedes-Benz at CFA with world-class after-sales service. The star is now home. Call 0302742100 or 0202221406 for more info. 
And how can you be sure you've chosen the best candidate for the job? How about their skill set? Can they handle the day-to-day demands of the job? Well, let's eliminate these questions for you. Introducing the room. They are just a room away. We've got a vast array of highly skilled and competent software engineers, customer service personnel, research and data entry specialists, and administrators, so you can be sure that your company's mission is in safe hands. Go to www.theroom.com now. And Heritage Christian College, located at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium, is affiliated to KNUST and accredited by GTEC. They offer many programs, including BBA programs in accounting, marketing, human resource management, BSc in information technology, Bachelor of Theology, tutorials for professional programs, media and IT short courses, and we're so unique. We've got entrepreneurship training with financial support, one student, one laptop, character development, scholarships, and so much more. Contact us on 05 There's a 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 fresh students. Heritage Christian College, offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. Nine thirty. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Let's um, move on. Let's talk about um, Apollonia City. Now, earlier you heard me read all these things they were doing on the twelfth of November and all of that. So we've brought three of our very good friends from Apollonia City. Just come and explain what exactly will be happening on the twelfth of November, and you never know. Maybe you can get excited and join them. So I have. Adamu Ben Mahmoud, who is Utilities and Infrastructure Manager at Polonia City. I also have Aisha Abdurrahman, Sales Manager, and Yao Echampo, a J, Marketing and Communications Manager. And they are all from Apollonia City. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. Thank you very much, Nathan. How are you doing? Oh, well. very good. Very good. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I keep reading about this Apollonia City Family Day and all of that. Um, what exactly is happening that day? So, first of all, what is the Apollonia City Family Let's Family Day. Let's let's start from that. that point. Well, well, like the name suggests, Family Day. It's it's more of like an open day time where we are inviting members of the public to come and meet us at Apollonia City. Come and see what we are doing come and listen to some interesting concepts about that we have for example with regards to investment what are the opportunities available particularly in these tricky times i mean we believe that apollonia has some of the best deals available in the market today and so we are basically welcoming the public to come and meet us and find out more about Apollonia city great and and who should attend Aisha, who should attend okay so um Younger professionals who like to own their homes, corporate institutions who like to buy properties for their staff, or a group of employees in a corporate institution who like to buy in a group. We also we are also open to have real estate investment and any other person who wants to own a piece of Ghana. Wow, who wants to own a piece of Ghana? I like that. It sounds really nice. Um, Adamo, so who? What should clients expect? So people show up. What, what should they expect on 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 the day? Right, really, like like Yao mentioned earlier when he was speaking, it really is an opportunity to get people to understand what Apollonia City is about, the concepts of Apollonia City and what it is that 
we seek to achieve, you know, in this, in that, in that part of Accra. Really on the day, what we would be doing is, among a lot of other things, a comprehensive tour of our city developments, that is Apollonia City, would we'll walk through the different enclaves, residential areas, the industrial park and the commercial spaces that are, that are available within Apollonia City. Again, we would be taking, you know, persons who would be there through updates on the on the progress of the development of the city both on our part as you know urban developers in terms of the infrastructure rollout and all and, and what have you and then on the part of our clients who have already invested in Apollonia City and what they have been able to achieve so far in terms of their own third party you know property development. Mm. Again, we walk through for our prospects who would be coming to see explore what avail- opportunities are available for them. We'll do a walkthrough of our product offerings and the investment options that are available for participants on the day. But like Yao mentioned, it is a family day, and so we expect the whole family to come, leaving out, not leaving out the children. And so we have made provisions for a kids' play area so that the children can be kept busy in a safe... Monitored area allows the parents have the peace of mind to make the investment decisions that are very, you know, pressing and urgent in these very precarious times. You know, that I was, we are I was in. about to ask you because some children, you can't, <laughs> they are handful. Let me ask you a question. I mean, um, about three nights ago, I was doing some research and I, I found out that, I mean, the total land size of Ghana mm-hmm. is about roughly 58.9 million. Okay. Yes. Acres, okay. 58.9 million acres. Okay. How much of Ghana do you own? None. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are I you mean, waiting for? It, it, it's it's great. All the to, money in the world. <laughs> it's great to, to, to have, a, your, you need to have your passport yeah, as a yeah. citizen, your birth certificate, your driver's licenses, but beyond that. And very recently, the Ghana card. Very recently, the Ghana card. But beyond that, as a Ghanaian, we believe that it is important for everyone to strive to own a piece of Ghana. I mean, that is true. That is true. Okay, that is extremely true. But some people will make the, the the money argument and say, "Look, I don't earn all the money in the world. This probably is out of my reach, and all of that." So, what will you tell somebody who, in their mind, believes that Apollonia City is completely out of my reach? It's out of my league, and I can never get there. I'll tell them that come for the family day and find out. You know that. Um, there is that misconception out there and unless you make a conscious effort to find out you wouldn't know i mean yesterday i was listening to the show and you and bernard were talking about how prices are skyrocketing how people simply don't know where to put their monies anymore Mm -hmm. previously you could trade now forex is flying all over the place after you sell you probably may not be able to buy again Mm -hmm. and sell Mm -hmm. but people who invested in apollonia properties from as recently as January, have already made over a 45% increase in the value of their properties. properties. So, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an investment that I personally say is better than gold. Mm. Right, and to, and to add to that, I mean, um, there are very flexible payment terms that we offer our clients within Apollonia City. And so, do, do, not, do not look at the balsam figure. It's really something that you can do as and when at your own pace, you know. And what we do is to give these flexible long-term payment plans at no interest, you know. And so we want to make it flexible for all people to, to be able to invest within Apollonia City. Wonderful. Um, so let, let's talk about where Apollonia City is for somebody who doesn't know and for somebody who wants to show up 
at the family? How do they get there in the first place? What, what's the plan? So we are going to arrange for buses to be stationed at the mall mm-hmm. uh, at about two or three different times where uh, the buses will convey the individuals to site. And then once we are done with them, the buses conveys them back to the Accra Mall. Mm-hmm. And so these are some of the provisions we've done uh, for individuals who want to come by our bus. If not, people are open to drive to the site. And we are currently located at uh, OEB, uh, about five minutes from the Valley View University, two minutes from the OEB Junction. Okay, great. And we've talked about what they should expect, but just give us a bit of an idea. When I come, what will I see? What am I potentially going to see? How is the place like? Layout, that kind of thing. Right. For those so who like to, for the imaginative kind who like to see things in their mind. Right. So very recently we, we, we commissioned our first commercial space and office building known as the Adumoa Place, oh. named after the chief from whom we did our land transaction, who was a regent of Apollonia Village as, as it so then was. Um, and so that is where we would be hosting, would be hosting the event. There's events will be in a number of sessions. Okay. So for each session, we would have presentations and a talk through of the master plan of Apollonia City, what it is that we seek to do within Apollonia City and achieve within Apollonia City. Like you, you may know, our mantra is live, work and play. What that means and how we are trying to, you know, achieve that mantra of live, work and play. Now, after all of these exposés through presentations and all of that, we will then break out into coordinated site tours where selected salespersons and represent and, and members of staff of Apollonia City will take our, you know, invited guests or the guests who come in through a tour of Apollonia City, see the different residential enclaves. Another fun fact, of the two 5.9 million acres that Ghana has, Apollonia is developing 2,300 acres of it. And that is a big space of land, you know. So if you, if you don't have a guided, you know, site store, it's difficult to appreciate in its entirety what Apollonia City is all about. And so that is one of, one of the things that we'll be doing. I think that is the focal point of the open day. See the development, see what it is that we are doing and how we are living what we say we will do. Wow, that's, that sounds like fun. To, to add a little bit to what Ben was saying, I mean, he talked about the master plan. At Apollonia, it's, it's not just land. Really, it's the master plan. I mean, the, the city was designed by SOM. You know, SOM, they designed the Burj Khalifa in, in Dubai. Wow. So, I mean, we have, so we, we call it a futuristic city. We have imagined what it will be, planned every single detail and working towards that. So, really, that's why the guided tours will be really important because it's a vast piece of land. So the guided tour will help you see not just what it is today, but importantly, what it is about to become. Great. Wonderful. So somebody's listening to us. They want to be there on the 12th. How did they get in touch? Do you do their special selection as, oh, you can't come? No, you can't come. You are not. <laughs> how, do people, how do people get to be part of, of this family funding? Oh, so... Uh, you can you, you can walk into Apollonia City. It's very easy to find Apollonia City. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you don't, if you are not driving, you can um, you can join us from the mall okay. at eight thirty, or you can drive on the way to OEB. I mean, Google Maps will bring you there. But also, you can you can reach us on the following on this number zero five four two seven 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 two two two. I take it again zero five four two seven 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 Two two two. Give us a call, and we'll we'll facilitate everything for you. Great, great. Thank you so so much. So it's happening on the twelfth of November, 
um, at the Adumwa place at Apollonia City. The same buses will leave the mall at 8.30 a.m. So I can show up and then look out for the bus and hop on it and then go. Great. Thank you so, so much. It should be fun. Just one more thing. Mm -hmm. Also, for all the, the participants that come, there will be an opportunity for some lucky people to win a trip to Qatar. Wow. To experience their World the Cup, World so that's that's something that we are also doing on the day. So that there's a lot of reason to Why come to the Apollonia Family Day. Thank you so so much. I had um, Adamu Ben Mahmoud, who's utilities and infrastructure manager at Apollonia City. I had Aisha Abdul Rahman, sales manager, and Yao Achampon, a J marketing and communications manager. And they've been talking to me and all of us really about the Apollonia City Family Funding happening on the 12th of November. Just get to the Akram or hop on the bus, or if you can drive there, just make it there and get blown away by the futuristic city. Mm-hmm. And we'll all be there to see what, what, what it's all about. And, you know, maybe some people's minds will be changed. I'll be looking out for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> that, 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 that. Guys, thank you so, so much. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much, Nathan, and to all of the City family for your kind hospitality. <laughs> thank you. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. You can send in your messages on 0549-986-996. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Welcome back. Now check is 944. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Now if you're an enterprise customer, you're saying that their latest bits of recognition is just for you. Now in the prestigious Ghana Club 104, Opportunity knocks, but we too deaf to hear. Put to death our fears of our subsidiaries, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees, and Acacia, and their respective positions as top companies. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. Enterprise was adjusted the Life Insurance Company of the Year and Enterprise Trustees, the Corporate Trustees Company of the Year. We dedicate these awards to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us, Enterprise is your advice. Now, have you been hustling under the scorching sun? Are you tired and thirsty? Do you need a quick refreshment to quench your thirst and complement your meals too? Your favorite Coca-Cola. If for you, go and get real refreshment on the go at home from your favorite Coke brand. Now, the Coke Zero Fanta Sprite in a 300ml glass bottle is selling for 2 
CD50 pesos. Uh, the ones in the 300 ml plastic bottle for 3 CD 50 pesos. And your favorite Coke Classic also in our 300 ml plastic bottle is selling at 3 CD 50 pesos. So whether you are hustling on a hot sunny day or hanging out with friends, make Coca-Cola a part of that moment. Coca-Cola real refreshment for all occasions. Coca-Cola zero sugar. You need to try it first. No shortcut to heaven. Quentia be anywhere, be a memo. This I will bring Wumoja. Will bring Wumoja. This I will bring Wumoja. No shortcut to heaven. A quick birthday messages. A quick birthday go to some of the messages that have come through on 0549 This one says happy birthday to my amazing and gorgeous wife lover soulmate and best friend thanks for giving me everything and yet more you deserve an eternity of beautiful days all rolled up into one very very special day you always be my delight happy birthday edinam bright davis so that's coming from edinam's husband you know earlier we did the colleague's birthday thing this one is coming from their husband yeah about all the things that they lack Young, gifted, and black. Gifted Let's go through some of your messages. This one says, So the water spirits and got all abandoned posts. They can't strike down the people destroying their homes. Wow. Okay. This one says, Hmm, this Galamse fighting, our leaders are just joking with it. Come to Wasai Kupong and see. We have a Chinatown. The Chinese are now the owners of Wasai Kupong. The president should ban Galamse for now. Foresight in Afina says, did the guy that reported the gods have relocated from the river because of Galamse? Yeah, do I now see why human beings are not winning the fight. This one says, Godfrey and Co., uh, with regard to the Galamse fight, it's very appalling. The chief has said he has shown the simple and effective way. Can't we just take away the excavators for our freedom? Someone says, please clap for Godfrey for getting the Ramsar site fiasco right gotta be that power play journey from c22 um this one says is it that big chiefs cannot ban galamse in their areas taking a cue from the chief from western north abeko from paraku sent that particular one this one says the uh the entire thing galamse small scale money should be banned once it can't be regulated it should be banned um george in madina zongo Johnson, he says Good morning to you all. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking aloud on this discussion on the Galamse menace. My question is, how many regions of the 16 in Ghana do we have this as endemic? In the regions that do not have gold deposits, like Volta, for instance, what is sustaining the residents of these regions? Okay. Uh, this one says, uh, good morning, Nathan and I think the pastors, reverend ministers, and church leaders all over the country should be talking about it, just like the media uh, Matthew in Winneba and he says wonderful day to you all this one says this Galamse problem is a menace it's really destroying our country the leaders have a great role to play I recently went to Chebi and the extent to which Galamse has been done even right behind Abu school is really bad that's crazy from Spintex uh, Douglas Frimpong in the Tiwa West says okay Ata uh, Alote <laughs> Atalote Manpobi says, I haven't seen that those who have been sending these excavators to the Galamse areas have been sent to court. 
always there after working after those working there okay someone from tema is uh, asking how about or saying how about government closing down the companies that buy gold from the illegal miners send more messages zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six that's the text and whatsapp number um Godfrey, ah, Godfrey is, is still here. Um, yesterday, I could, I could see on social you were having fun talking about the black stars. Well, yeah. All uh, the speculation around. Yeah, I guess we all have our thoughts on who should go to the World Cup or not. So I, I put out my 26-month squad uh, pretty early. Um, there are those who have put out information that also has some players and some players. And I simply put out a list of who I felt, in my estimation, um, would, would add up to a good squad, uh, but quite a few quite concrete uh, statements. Uh, I think Joseph Pencil has been told he won't play, um, and that one we can confirm. We I know think, that for a fact. For a fact, okay. and um, also the Jeffrey Slop situation, based on what happened yesterday. Although there is still some hanky panky in there, but most of the uh, sources who have mentioned the Slop issue are reliable. <laughs> Most of them are reliable. So, okay. um, uh, Pencils is confirmed because he has spoken to certain people uh, and comments have also come from uh, his parents' club as well, uh, the owner, Tema Youth, Palmer, yeah. who has said, yeah, he's quite aware of the situation. So, uh, those two, and then of course, uh, the inclusion then of uh, Friyabanya, Mubarak <laughs> Wakasu's potential inclusion, also causing war. So, it's, but it's all good because it means the build-up to the World Cup is here. Okay. Uh, the World Cup fever is cutting up, albeit in a very negative sense here, because everybody has an opinion on who should be in or out. You know, and yesterday I was talking about the the the, the matter of constituency. Everybody we like, ah, it is only in Ghana football that no, every <laughs> constituency is everywhere. Okay, and most people like to talk about constituency and say, oh, this, but people forget. Everybody has a bias towards a certain player. Everybody. Everybody is. And that is your constituency. Even if it's a constituency of one. It is a constituency. Okay. Every, somebody will say, okay, why? Those who are, who are against Wakaso, they, prefer, they yeah, prefer somebody to be there. Somebody to you be are there. that person's constituency. Yeah. So you are advocating for that person to be there ahead of Wakaso based on ABC. Those who Wakaso also say, well, he should be there, be there based on this. So eventually it becomes a matter of just that there are those whose constituencies are higher up than others. Than others. And so, eventually, they get to make their cases in, in the in, in rooms that matter, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and move forward. But all in all, all I'll say is the World Cup is here. Um, the one thing I, I, I am gleaning from all this is, perhaps, publicly, we have said we are going to the semifinals. That's what the president said? Yeah. The That's president, what the president said, yeah, right? The, the, team to try and get to the, the squad, as it looks from the drops from yesterday and who will make it it tells me it is not as the 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 ambitions are pretty 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 small you know these are these are very low ambitions that the fa harbors at this world cup i think so that's what you pick when you look at everything if if, if you are if you are looking yeah from what i know of football if you are considering making a sustained attempt at advancing towards the World Cup. Some of the risk we have taken with the squad, we won't take. Uh, 
And I am I am of the school that always sides with the coach. Irrespective of what will happen. I will, I will speak my mind on it, but eventually the person who has to make that decision is the coach. So I, I, am, I am of that. And once that is done, you the coach also will live and die by that decision you've made. And don't change your mind when we start hitting you with the decisions that you've made. Mm-hmm. That is my position on the matter. So Otoado obviously feels that these are the individuals that he trusts based on how he wants to play. Mm-hmm. He requires these individuals to be able to get him where he wants to go. But from where I sit, mm-hmm. I look at it and say, based on who he has put together or who the FA and whoever and everything has put together f- from what looks like 98% going to be the squad. <laughs> it's a first round squad. Uh, this is not a squad. This that is not a semi-final squad. It's not even a quarter-final. It's not a second round squad. This is not a second round squad. So what if they make it? They won't make it. <laughs> you see, the thing about the World Cup is there are certain teams you look at. Teams never sneak up on me for World Cups. Most of the time, people teams sneak up on people because they don't pay attention. But for and, you, and everything, that, uh, when the World Cup plays out, it plays, it out, plays out as it Traditionally, the World Cup plays out the way it is. It marks itself out. I always tell you this. There's a reason why the World Cup has been won. It's been played since 1930. 30. It's been won by, by eight, eight countries. countries. Why? Okay. Ask yourself why. Yeah. It's been won by only eight countries. Some more than others. But it's spread around eight countries. Some have one, one. Some have three. Some have more. But it's been won by only eight countries. There's a reason why. It's not going to expand. And it certainly doesn't include Ghana at this moment. Okay, so if you look at what we, we, we've, we did prior to this particular World Cup, uh, 2006, 2010, 2014, we had good build-ups to those World Cups. We had decent squads. We have a very good, we have a very good pool of players. I think that the, this 2022 batch pool of players is really talented. The pool. We don't have a team. We don't have a team yet. No. We don't have a we team. Don't have a but team. We have a pool. We have a pool of players, but we don't have a team. Mm. A team is essential at a World Cup. No bunch of indiv- no no good squad of players have just shown up and won the World Cup. You must have a team. And having a team is a mix of a lot of things. What I have seen, this particular mix is a first round mm. mix. So yeah, we'll go there, we'll have fun, we'll enjoy the games. Yeah. They'll give it I think they'll give it their best shot. I think that our most difficult game will be against Korea, not against Uruguay, <laughs> not against Portugal. Our most difficult game will be against Korea because it's the game where we are expected to win. That normally is where our problems lie. The games that we are expected to win. Against the Korean team, that is not low on quality. In fact, player for player, in terms of the averages, we might be at the same level as Korea. Or the one outstanding feature they might have is Homan's uh, son. son. Mm-hmm. We have Thomas Party. So, in the uh, standout players, Stacher is the same, yeah. basically. Okay, so, just that one is a goal scorer, the other is a mix of a lot of things. Difference again being, one is the standout player for his country, and club. Party is not the standout player of Black Stars. He might be one of the standout players at Arsenal, but Partey has never been the Black Stars' outstanding player. He doesn't own the Black Stars. So perhaps this might be the World Cup. But like I'm saying, looking at just the conversation about the squad and everything, very, very limited ambitions as declared by what looks like is going to be the squad. So, So when you say that, do you then 
because you you know my position on this team and what I say about how the World Cup has popped up in the life of this team. Yes, it's too early. It's very early. So so when you look at the squad, you what do you think is going through the minds of the technical team that look this team is new, this team is young. So let's just take them there and try and protect them as well as we can protect them and see what happens. There's nothing to protect. All I'm saying is you either go there with grand ambitions and so you take as strong a squad as you can get your hands on. And that requires a certain level of quality as well to be added. You can't, you, you can't add a player who is not quality to a World Cup squad and say he will add something. No. Eventually, the person has to play on the pitch and it must reflect. I see. Okay, and it will tell. If the person doesn't have quality, it will tell. You understand? So, those things, but I look at this squad and all I'm saying is, it's come too early, I agree with you for that. Maybe the next World Cup, mm-hmm. this squad, then I will tell you, if this squad is still together, I'll tell you, this is a quarter-final squad. Because then they would have had the experience of playing those, those games. The young boys would have done an AFCON, an AFCON or, two. or two and be up right up there. The old generation would have been faded out. So they'll be there. But this particular squad, as I see it, first round. First round. Okay, alright. The squad drops officially tomorrow. I don't think it's dropping tomorrow. You don't think it's dropping? No, I don't think it's dropping tomorrow. Okay. I don't think, think it will take a little more time. I think the, I think the squad will drop on Monday. On Monday? Yeah. Okay, we'll see Next how it Monday. plays out. I don't think it's going to drop tomorrow. But bottom line, teams have up until the 14th yeah. of November. Yeah. We are going to... <laughs> but we should be... The Banier you have been able to push into the team. Banier. <laughs> Free you Banier. Hey, Ghana for more candle crap. Free you Banier. Look, 2014, before the not to four comes in, 2014... We left Augustin Okra. Yeah. I wrote an article on why Augustin Okra should go to the World Cup. Augustin Okra was the best player in the Ghana League in 2013-2014. By a mile. It wasn't even competitive. Nobody came close to him. Top in goals. Top three in assists. He did not make the World Cup squad. Efrui Obani is not even the best player at Accra Folk. Come on. <laughs> oh, we'll find out when the Black Star squad officially drops. But that's our City Breakfast Show. Many thanks for listening. My name is Nathan Kwa. I did this with Godfrey Akutubuafu. We had some men in here. We also had Kokwi Salome Hansen. Show produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. Godfrey Odum supported us on technical. We are back tomorrow morning with another exciting episode.